0: Mike, when did you shave the beard? You look weird. Um, like two days ago, three days ago. Do you like it? Do you prefer the beard? Oh
1: no, like yeah, I'm growing the beard back. Like I, I can't stand <laughs> so this.
0: What was the occasion that you shaved in the first place?
1: I just kind of was like, yeah, let's see how I look without a beard now, because I've lost like 70 pounds since the last time I didn't have a beard. So I was like, ah, let's oh, see okay. what it looks like, and it's like, oh, I look like a child. Let's grow a beard back.
0: so i mean that's not a not a bad thing right
1: i would prefer just to look my own age i feel like i will do that if i have a beard you like being bushy yes yes that's a good way to put it
0: (laughs) i don't know bushy mike bradley we just got
2: a nickname for him (laughs) i don't know where this uh conversation started but i uh Uh, Like, I'm routinely mistaken for, like, 24, 25 years old. (laughs) Well, maybe it's because you don't have a beard. Well, I came in on that part, and I'm wondering if that would have any bearing on it, but I don't grow facial hair very well. (laughs) Like, it's just very obvious that I haven't shaved in a week, and I've never really tried to let it grow in, so I don't know how it... Like, it comes in even for the most part, but I've never let it really get beyond, like, a ten-day shave, ever. Let's face it, Josh, if you grew a beard, you'd look like Jesus. <laughs> Which may, you know, have its perks and drawbacks at the same time, admittedly. You could fuck with people, man. <laughs> you have a Halloween costume in the making right there. Yeah, ben man. Buddy beard. Jesus. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, there you
2: go. Yeah, if I that's the thing. If I ever did decide to do it, or I mean, I could cosplay. Yeah, I could cosplay a Buddy Christ really easily, even with like a fake beard or some. Oh yeah. Uh, just like makeup to put in some like dark shadows on the face for the beard or something. But yeah, I just I don't know how I would look with legitimate facial hair, and I don't know because of that. I don't know. There's if Only I one would... way to find out. This, well, this it is shaves true. right off. You know? I think
0: it's an experiment worth trying. Uh It's it comes totally off aggravating. You
2: know? I know. Save
0: it for, like, the winter months to keep your face warm.
2: Yeah, it's definitely not going to be a it'll summer. It'll grow faster now, actually. It'll grow faster now that it's shaved? No, no, just now that
1: it's summer. More vitamin D, it'll grow faster. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to do that during the summer. Screw that.
0: Oh, there you go. Just sunbathe and wait till your beard is <laughs> short. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> What are you doing out there, Joshua? with all this
1: bearding. suntan lotion? You're ba- you're, 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 yeah. you're
2: basically, I don't think you meant to. It wasn't deliberate, but you just turned me, like, as an experiment almost, into, like, a human Shia pet. Yes! <laughs> That's basically what you did. I am going
1: to get some weird grayish-green paste and put it all over your face. <laughs> and I am just going to... I'm going to shackle you in onto a windowsill, and you're just going to sit there for a while
2: just just go outside and wait uh for the sun to come in and just uh wait for that that beard to sprout yeah that's that's a chia pet sir
0: yes should i introduce you as josh the human chia pet
2: <laughs> no
0: Welcome to another episode of Bright Guy and his Super Friends. I'm your host, Brian Labick. Joining me for this episode is Josh Zorich,
2: a mouth of the South Hills back again, and Mike Bradley.
1: Um, Jimmy Hart of the South Hills has me confused, so I'm just, <laughs> I'm here.
0: You're not used to the intro.
1: No, I, I
0: I wasn't anticipating that. I guess you you used to use that a while, for a
2: while. I don't. I think it's actually been a while, Price, since you used it the last time. It's been a long time, yeah. I actually almost forgot about it, and it just kind of sprang back in my head, like, I need to say something. Okay, here we go. <laughs> um. All right, so I got, I'm sure you guys sort of missed us last
0: week. We took a, a week off to recover uh, from the 100th, which was exceedingly too long. Well, it, it wasn't, like, I'm, I'm making it sound like a bad thing. It was fun that it was that long. So hopefully you guys uh, enjoyed that, if you've sat through all three hours plus of that episode.
2: I did twice. Twice? Well, I... You liked it that much. I, well, I was there. <laughs> I lived, you know, as as, as Pee Wee Herman would say, I don't need to see it. I lived it. But uh, that's that how true. I feel. I, I did not but, but listen then, to but, it again. <laughs> but, but then I did relive it and listened to it again.
0: So oh, at least it holds up then for you.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. I think it's something you could go back to, you know, time and again. It's a it's a time capsule. That's what that is. Definitely. Um, and I'm sure. I guess if
0: you, if you guys are listening, you're probably wondering where the hell our Spider-Man review is. Uh, I gotta blame scheduling for that one. Um, if you've listened frequently, you'll know Romano is usually our our Spider-Man uber fan. Uh, I was trying my best to schedule with him. It just didn't really work out. So. Thought about going on without him. We didn't get enough people that actually saw the movie yet. So, we're going to have to delay that, hopefully, until next week. So, hopefully, uh, this time next week, we'll have our Spider-Man review up. Uh, I'm sure you're anxious to listen to it. We're anxious to talk about it. Um, so, hopefully, we can get to that next week. Although, I guess, and I was looking about this today, sort of, when I was trying to schedule all this stuff. We may actually have a good bit of news to cover over the next few weeks. Because, by this time, by the time this episode's up... uh. D23 Expo will be concluded. That's actually this coming weekend. So I don't know what kind of announcements and stuff we'll get from that show. And the following week is San Diego Comic-Con. So there will be all kinds of shit coming out of these two conventions, I think, over the next two weeks.
1: I actually seen a uh, D23 sign they had up outside the convention center that finally showed off the Wasp's uniform for Uh, the movie. I did see that. Uh, That was interesting that they put that on a sign for, like, the reveal, but... It was cool that it's there. Neat to see. Yeah. I'd look at the picture. I'd look it up. Uh, if you're listening, check it out. It's nothing that spectacular, but <laughs> it's like the first bit from D twenty three that anything's happened.
0: Well, I was just kind of thinking too. Like, do you guys expect to see? Is there anything you guys expect to see or hear
2: from either of those shows? Uh, I was just about to that ask. We could get? I, I I think you're gonna get. I mean, you've kind of. I think you're gonna get some kind of Infinity War footage uh was it la- last year or in an event a couple of months ago was it they put together that um sort of like montage of uh it was like movie clips about things and then it culminated in like the reveal of what you were seeing was the gauntlet full of the stones and then it like revealed like infinity war may yeah. 2018 we'll that
0: behind the scenes thing too that they released yeah I'm, i don't remember when they did that
2: uh i would say it was like february or march just um, announcing yeah, like the first first day of filming but i did do you think we'll get like any like official even like officially created footage you know whether it's put in just, like a teaser sizzler or something like that
0: well the bad thing for us that the people that don't go to the show um a lot of that stuff doesn't make its way officially online D23 stuff that they they premiere there and show there as far as clips and trailers, that stuff notoriously does not make it online. Comic-Con, some of the stuff has been making its way online, either by bootleg or as soon as it gets bootlegged online, then they usually do a, a, an official release right after that because they don't want the bootleg version getting a bunch of hits. Um, I, re- I really think if they're smart, as soon as they de- debut it at Comic-Con, they should release it online for everybody to watch. It just generates more hype that way. Yeah, Instead of trying to hold it back from people, but and they
2: they can control yeah. the media and the right. message and and the can't, the campaign right. that much better. So I feel like we'll hear probably a lot of descriptions of footage being shown,
0: but I don't know if we'll actually see any footage from anything. Hmm. Now that being said, they might. Um, I agree with you. I think this would be prime time to show some sort of a Infinity War tease. Uh, whether or not we're actually able to see it, not being at the show, I don't know.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, would we, say tease at most. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm not thinking anything beyond that. I mean, we, obviously, we've gotten the Thor trailer and that comes out in November. We've gotten Black Panther now. Like that, that, if we didn't get Black Panther, that was actually going to be my guess is they were going to wait till Comic Con for the big reveal. But now that we have that, the only next thing after that is Infinity War. Um, and it sounds like, is it, is it, is it D, D23 that you said has the Wasp? Yes. Uh, the Wasp reveal? Okay. Yeah. So yeah, they could be going. Yeah, for, I I mean, you know, let's admit that, you know, Ant-Man and the Wasp is going to be kind of like a B-side undercard to, you know, the event that Infinity War is going to be. So they can go a little bit softer on reveal details about a project at D23 and then go big time, you know, for the main event at Comic-Con with Infinity War if they want.
0: Well, the only thing with that is I don't think Marvel Studios is scheduled to be at Comic-Con. If I remember correctly, I remember seeing Marvel
2: TV being listed, but I don't remember seeing Marvel Studios. Do you think Disney is trying to pull everything that they have just in-house for their event? I would. If if it's all under your brand and you are doing your own show, yeah. that is where you generate hype for your shit. Yeah. I guess it, I just, I, I have this feeling that things are going to get so specialized that I mean, San Diego has proven to be such a success over the last 10 years because it was all-inclusive. It was the studios and it was the makers bringing their stuff to the common ground, not here's our avenue, come find it. Well, I think that
0: was before everybody did like live streams and stuff like that. Like That was the avenue. Now there are so many different avenues to get your own stuff out there. People don't feel like they need to go to Comic-Con to announce things anymore. I guess.
2: I mean, no, you can you're, make you're a full wrong. news day if if the Infinity War trailer dropped tomorrow. That would overshadow any news that you hear for the next week. Agreed. I guess I just feel like it provides a nice neutral place, like I said, if you will, where people can go. There's going to be TV and movies and projects from all kinds of studios, all kinds of sources that feels like. The creators are then celebrating the fans whereas a d23 seems to be a let's celebrate ourselves and you guys cover us type type of thing well i mean the other side
0: of it too is is all the reveals that happened that weekend for the people in attendance i think that's really cool for them to be there to see and experience all that stuff but for you know the people that are putting that stuff out they it's all about like i think where they really want to try to like control the news cycle like if you're debuting something that weekend along with everyone else, your stuff could get buried over top of or underneath someone else's bigger announcement. But if you announce it yourself somewhere,
2: it might be easier to to keep it afloat and keep people talking about it type of thing sure yeah you're not wrong about any of these points. I just am not a big fan of that movement. That's all
0: gotcha um. Alright, so yeah, so we already got sort of sidetracked, but <laughs> other than Infinity War, do you think we'll see anything else at either of these? Do you expect to see any announcements from me? The one question I have yeah. is do we think we'll get any type of Han Solo tease?
1: No. I feel like D twenty three
0: would have been the place to do it. Yeah, given everything right, with that, all happened. Stuff that happened. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't think they have anything to tease yet.
0: Well they said they're they're keeping some of the footage, I thought.
2: Like, some yeah. of the stuff that was already shot is still usable. Like, you could cut something up with that. Which I'm sure they could, but then the immediate thing that will get dissected is... I mean, Ron Howard has not had enough time to shoot new or reshot footage that has then gone through the editing process, gone through the special effects department, gone through the whole thing. So, yeah, all they have to deal with right now is the original stuff. So then the an immediate dissection will be, well, what was wrong... With this, why did they need to have somebody come in? Or you know, they're gonna get lost in the story. True.
0: Yeah, that that would be the downside to the whole thing. I'm just thinking, like they could show something, like show a clip of the the Millennium Falcon. Even you know, you could have uh Alden Enreich in the Han Solo getup with the Falcon. He can't even, he won't even have to say a word. Like that would be enough for me to get me excited. I feel like.
2: Hmm. Yeah, if they go something as simple as that, then yeah, I think that. That could work. They, if they go much beyond, they probably don't want to put out all that much. Like I said, especially in their own expo, they don't yeah. they don't want to highlight the problem, so to speak, with their own project. Uh, Mike, you got any guesses what we could see?
3: No,
1: yeah, I mean, I I pretty much think you're gonna see what you've said. Um, I don't think DC's got any big news coming for us. You know, at Comic-Con, at D23, I don't think you're getting much that you wouldn't expect. At Comic-Con, we may get some sort of cool announcement about the next season of The Walking Dead, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, some preliminary trailer or something like that, but other than that, I, I don't know what I would see coming out of that that I'd really be excited about that I don't already know enough about that's going to, you know, rock yeah. me. But, that, I mean, that's, that's Comic-Con, though. If they have something planned that they have not let slip at all, that they're planning to announce there that it's going to be a
2: big surprise, that's awesome. If not, it'll be about what I expect. Yeah. Uh, These aren't really geek-related things, so to speak, but I just thought of them. Uh, If they could absolutely drop at D23, especially... Uh, if we got teases for The Incredibles 2, I would lose my crap.
0: Yeah, because it's a Disney expo. So yes. any type of other, di- like the, the live action movies they're planning, we could get any types of teases for those. Any other animated sequels that are on the docket, that could come. Even even news about the Disney parks. They yeah. talked about well, that the last time D23 you, you, was done.
1: I did see that they had uh, some possible confirmation that the girl from Power Rangers was signed up to play Jasmine. Um for the oh, elevator. Head- yeah. Saw that
0: headline. I didn't see it official yet, so I didn't I didn't write it down.
1: Right, yeah, it's, You know, it's supposedly that's who they're talking to.
2: Uh after her cliff diving scene in Power Rangers, I'd be fine with that.
0: <laughs> uh all right, so I think we've we've sort of prefaced that enough. We'll see how right we are in the next couple weeks. Yeah, and if there's anything we're talking about, we'll see. Hopefully, we get some trailers. I love the trailers yeah. from Comic Con. All that stuff usually gets me real excited, so I'm hoping, hoping we actually get some stuff to see. Definitely. Um, but as for this week on this show, uh, we're trying to we tried to scramble, I guess, a little bit today to try to figure out what we want to talk about since we're not talking about Spider Man. Um, so we got a couple trailers to talk about within the last week or two that came out. Uh, grabbed a couple headlines, we're gonna try maybe a new segment that may be a reoccurring thing when Josh is on, um, and we'll probably end with a What's Up With You segment, since we haven't really done that in a while, so we'll sort of catch up with everybody and see what's going on. Uh, so we're gonna start with, uh, some news, well, I guess the trailer for, uh, Marvel's Inhumans, which, I guess if you remember back way when Marvel announced their Phase 3 movie schedule, the last movie that was supposed to come out was supposed to be Inhumans. Uh Since then, it's been taken off the release schedule for the movies and is now being turned into a TV show. So, it's a little bit different approach. It's kind of unique in that this TV show is debuting in theaters. Uh The pilot, I think at least, was shot with IMAX cameras. So the first two episodes will be shown in IMAX in theaters on September 1st. The series itself will debut on ABC on September 29th, kicking off their first season. Um, and I guess, like, really, if you're up to date on Marvel or ABC's other Marvel TV show, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, you'll know that Inhumans have been a presence on the show for a few seasons now, so it's still kind of unclear if the shows will cross over at some point. Um, I, I think maybe the cliffhanger for last season's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. may explain why there is no immediate crossover between the shows. I'm avoiding spoilers, so if, you, if you've seen it, you probably know what I'm talking about. Um, so we'll see if they cover some of the same territory, otherwise I feel like it might be a kind of a missed opportunity, since they're both dealing with Inhumans, they're not talking to each other or crossing over in some way. Um, do you, I think we've talked about this before, but do either of you
2: watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or no? I have not.
1: I used to. Um, it stopped with this season. I have not. Okay. I watched maybe the first two episodes of this season, and then it just kind of lost me.
0: Yeah, I think they're all, I think I think all the current seasons up to what they just finished, season four or five, I, I can't keep track anymore. Um, but I think they're all on Netflix now, if anyone's curious. It does start out kind of slow, but I think it's definitely getting better as the seasons go on. Um, Yeah, okay, I was just curious if anybody knew or, or had a feeling how they might cross over and stuff like that. But yeah, I guess at this point we'll just have to wait and see. But uh, what did you guys think of the trailer that we got for Inhumans?
1: Um one, I'm very glad they're doing lockjaw. Uh mm-hmm. they, like I that's, that's the big dog, right? Yeah, that's the big bulldog. I'm glad they didn't back off and make him like a normal size bulldog or something. They you know, they went all in on making him a gigantic bulldog. Um I like that they did that. Looks like it's gonna be a fun part of the show at least. Um the rest, I'm not so sure. I'm very hesitant.
2: Well, I I will actually say that I kind of maybe went the opposite way, like not having watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. really um, and just kind of walking into the trailer cold and not really knowing anything really about the Inhumans. um, I was actually a bit intrigued. I was like, okay, Okay. and and, and I thought the idea of like, yeah, okay, they're doing like a simulcast uh, live debut in in theaters, so they still kind of get you know get the property in theaters so to speak uh like they maybe originally intended so you get that one time event and then you kind of move on from there with the rest of the series um visually it was much more intriguing than i expected it to be like whatever my preconceptions of the characters were in my head um i i liked how the show looks
0: see i kind of thought it looked really bland oh really Like, I I don't know, for being something that they piped as being, like, IMAX cameras, like, you can tell they tried to build up sets that look really unique and cool. Uh But I I just, I don't know, the sets and and setting and stuff kind of fell flat to me. Like, okay, so you look at something like Legion, where the sets and, and, and the dressings and colors are used so well in Legion, and then you watch the Inhumans trailer, and it's just very gray and bland and flat, and there's not much there to look at.
1: Yeah. I would agree with that. I mean, and even that strikes back to the Inhumans comics were always incredibly colorful. You know, okay. if you go back to, like, all the colors, you know, characters rather, where they, I mean, you had so many different colored characters going on and so many different things to look at in the comic, and you have, like what you said, it's very
0: bland, kind of weak... Like, the the trailer itself got me interested to see what they do with the characters, but as far as the setting, like, what the... I guess what their headquarters looks like on the moon, I wasn't too impressed. Mm-mm. I guess we'll see what happens. Like, the trailer hints at them coming to Earth, or at least some of them coming to Earth. Um, So we'll sort of see if that looks any better, or, or how that plays out. But, yeah, my initial reaction with just the, the sets and stuff was kind of meh.
1: Yeah. I mean, and the costumes didn't throw me either, I think is what I was getting at, the... I don't know.
0: They, they, yeah, I really wanted like a like a uh what do you call it? Like a, a cap thing like the goes over uh Black Bolt's head. Like doesn't he have a costume that like goes over his head? Yep. But I guess they have to show the guy's face that's playing him so they can't See to me that's always been one him. of
1: the good mysterious qualities about Black Bolt is that he has that mask on and he doesn't speak. So it's just this mouth really that you only really get to see and It always had that quality to it, where he was behind a mask, and it just... I don't know. Like, the man who doesn't speak that also wears a mask is kind of like... To me, that solidifies what the character is.
0: Okay. Yeah, and then I think it was... I think if I remember right on the Facebook page, I think after I posted the trailer, um, I think Becky posted on there that, Why does Medusa's wig look all fucked up? (laughs) Yeah...
2: Uh, just to say that's like their um, uh, Oscar Isaac's Apocalypse news moment, and that they're gonna <laughs> go back and do some res- like light reshoots or some post production.
0: Yeah, we can we can hope. I mean, the only problem with like something of this scale that they're trying to do on a TV show budget, it seems like they spend all the money on cameras and not set dressings and costumes which I think might be the wrong way to go. Like I don't know if this deserves a
2: theater release. Like I don't I don't really see the logic behind it. Well, it's just for a PR push, just to make it a a big debut, nothing more.
0: But is it like a one-night thing? Like it's in
2: theaters for September 1st and that's it? That's what I would presume. Gonna... Yeah. Okay. Because yeah, like if that's the release of the first episode, then that's probably, you know, the the next week will be like episode 2. Like, that's it. It's just a launch. Well, you Well, you
0: get, like, a full month before the show is on TV. Um... Because it comes out in theater September 1st. Okay. It's not on ABC until the 29th.
2: Uh, okay. I mean, maybe then they're just trying to, like, put a little bit of buffer in to get word of mouth based on, you know, people who got to go to see it in the theater. And then people can write up articles about the show and the experience of seeing it in the room and whatnot. Maybe. maybe it was poorly planned. Pilot debut. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow.
2: Yeah, cuz I you know,
0: you figure if if it debuts in theaters and people don't like it in the theater, no one's going to watch it on TV, and then the the pilot episode is going to tank. Yeah, it's a gamble
2: they're taking.
1: Want to say it's also yep. going to tank because I'm if I go and watch it in the theater, I'm not going to watch it again on the 29th.
2: True. But I guess they
0: want to hook you and so you come back later for when the season continues. Yeah. See,
1: see to me, that just makes it confusing, because then, at what date are they going to air the next episode I need to watch after having watched the first
0: two in the theater? I need to... what? In that, If they're smart, what they'll do on the 29th is do a two-hour premiere. Like, the same thing you see in the theater, you will see that night. Yeah, good point. So then the following week, you are caught up to where you need to be.
2: Yeah, that's that's probably exactly what they'll do.
0: Because the longer they wait in between theater debut and you're right, Mike, where they have to catch up to what they've already seen, you're people are going to forget the show exists and they're not going to watch it.
1: Mm-hmm. And they're also going to if they do something like what they will do sometimes with shows now, where they just skip a week. Shows yeah. so often yeah. that they skip well, a week. Are they going to do that after they premiere? If they give them a two-hour slot, or is ABC going to tell them, "Well, then you know you're going to have to take the next week off and catch back up."
2: And then it's going to Well,
0: depending I, I should actually I don't know how long the first season is, but they're only going until mid-season.
2: Yeah, the I'm on I'm on the IMDb page and all the principal cast at most are like everyone's only credited for 8 episodes so far.
0: Okay. So they might do just do 8 episodes maybe straight and then just end it because I know after mid, when the mid-season stuff comes around that's when Agents of Shield comes back cuz I think Inhumans is taking Agents of Shield's time slot. Okay. So they surrender it for the mid season for Agents of Shield to come back. Mm. Oh, yeah. So yeah, I guess we'll have to wait and see. So I'm I'm s I'm a little skeptical, but uh, I'm I've liked most of the Marvel stuff that I've seen on television, so I'm definitely gonna at least give it a shot.
2: Mike, are you a Game of Thrones fan? And no, Brian, I know you're not really either. So, okay, so the, the one character that I saw in the trailer that I heard in advance was cast in this show. Um, I have no idea how to pronounce this guy's real name, but he's from Game of Thrones. <laughs> it's like Ewan, which is I-W-A-N, and his last name is like Rheon, R-H-E-O-N. It's probably Welsh or Irish something. Like, it's yeah, he's a Welsh actor. Like, I'm not even going to try. It's probably um, Ian I'm not even. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, <laughs> it's probably their version of Ian, and then, and then
1: you said R H E O N Rion?
2: Yeah, Yeah, something like that. Rion. Um, but he played uh, Ramsey Bolton on Game of Thrones. He was like one of the most hated villains on that show. Um, and it looked like he's playing the villain character or the antagonist character in this show as well. Uh, he's playing the, uh, this character Maximus. Um. I dug him on Game of Thrones. I mean, if an actor can make you hate them that much, that means they're doing their job well. <laughs> True. Um, so I see him in the cast, and then I didn't know that these two dudes were in the cast also. Henry uh, Henry Ian Cusick, who was Desmond, Desmond. on Lost, as well as uh, another Lost alumni, Ken Leung, who was Miles. And he, oh my God, Miles Hell might have been yeah, my yeah. favorite character on that show ever. <laughs> um, and it doesn't look like see Desmond was up there for me, so I'm I'm on board too. Yeah, and and um, it doesn't look like either of these uh, actors or the or their characters have been a part of the Inhumans world previously, like on Agents of Shield or anything. So they're kind of coming in fresh at this point. Um, so that could definitely hook me in.
0: Yeah they the the way Agents of Shield brought it up was they introduced the the Inhumans section, I guess, as part you know part of what ha- was happening on Earth with Agents of Shield. The trailer for Inhumans, the show sets up that the the royal family of Inhumans has been hiding out on the moon this entire time. So they... I don't know if they may or may not be aware of what's happening on Earth with the Inhumans. I I mean, that could be something they explain or set up, Mm -hmm. or explain why they're trying to come down to Earth to to quote-unquote rule it or whatever.
1: Because they believe it's their own to begin with, is what it sounded like in the trailer, which... Uh, it, it, but I, I'm just wondering,
0: other. like, why are they hiding up there the whole time? Like, what sets it off that now is the point where they want to come back to Earth? So I feel like, I'm hoping that's explained somewhere, because the trailer doesn't make that clear, and I'm not real familiar with, you know, how that sets all that stuff up. So hopefully that's something the show explains in some way. Because you sure, gotta figure, well. there's a lot of people out there that have no idea what the inhum- Inhumans are, so they need to set this up for people that have no idea what we're watching. Yeah. So we shall see. Um, I guess. Let me ask you this: Do you guys plan on seeing this in the theater? No.
2: I actually may just because I kind of like those special event type of things. Um, anytime that they show like a Batman animated movie in a theater or just like a one-off type of thing. Um, I I think the I don't say like like yeah like the event nature of it, the exclusivity of it. You know, if it's the only time it's going to happen, and if you can catch it, great. I mean, how much of a commitment of time and money is it really? So if it works out, then yeah, I'll, I'll probably make an effort.
3: Okay.
0: Yeah, I think I, I'm gonna, I'm hopefully going to get around to it. If it's one day, it could be hit or miss, depending on what go, what is going on that day. Right. Uh, if it sticks around for a couple of days, it'll give me a better chance to try to catch it in the theater. Um, but I guess you're going to have to go to, if it's shot for IMAX, specifically IMAX screens somewhere, so... That'll limit theater release as well.
2: Yeah, I mean, I figured any anytime companies do this sort of stuff, it's always like your AMC change or Cinemark chains.
0: Yeah. Uh, So we'll keep you posted. If we end up seeing it early, maybe we'll talk about it after we see it. If not, then we'll just have to wait until it premieres, and we'll talk about it after that. Uh, all right, next trailer we have is for Jumanji. Uh, I guess it's, uh, sorry, it's Jumanji colon Welcome to the Jungle. Oh. Okay. Uh, I guess this is the uh, like the spiritual sequel to 1995's Jumanji, even though it seems to be taking a different approach for this movie. Um, this one stars The Rock, Kevin Hart, Karen Gillan, and Jack Black. Um, I, I think it's probably I mean it, we probably all grew up with Jumanji, right? You guys probably were fans of the original Jumanji.
1: I've seen it a few times. Yeah, of course.
0: It's I mean it was one of those movies that I feel like was around. Yeah, I guess 95 would have put it around Jurassic Park, where it's like. CG used in movies fairly well for, you know, one of the first times, I remember. That whole, like, stampede sequence and stuff mm-hmm. with all the CG animals, that was that was a big thing back then.
2: Plus, Kirsten Dunst.
0: Oh, that's right. I forgot she was in that. Mm-hmm. I remember Robin Williams and, the, and, and David Allen Greer. Yeah, oh, oh David Allen Greer. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I totally forgot about Kirsten Dunst. Um, All right, so what do you guys think of of this trailer? Do you like the approach they're taking with this movie?
1: When I heard they were remaking Jumanji and they had cast The Rock in it, I just kind of said, I don't care how entertaining The Rock is, I'm out. And then I saw the trailer, and I said, okay, now this actually looks fun. (laughs) So it kind of turned me. You know, the trailer turned me from not wanting to take part in this to saying... Okay, it looks like they're going to have fun with this.
2: Yeah. Sort of the same. Uh, now Uh let, Let's just all agree that they only picked that subtitle solely so that they could then use Guns N' Roses for the freaking trailers and crap. Well, you figure if they didn't use that song in this trailer, it was a missed opportunity.
0: Oh, of course. It's the, the most obvious choice. I would have rather them not used it, but now that they did, it's like, okay, you've used it now, move on, try some different marketing strategy.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I was of the same mind, like, why, like, Jumanji was one of the last properties that was asking for a remake at all. Like, nobody was clamoring, like, oh, I really, where, you know, that old one, that's my granddaddy's Jumanji. (laughs) Where's my Jumanji? But I will say, I, I was, Like, I think, like, Mike, I was very surprised that they somehow found one good avenue where they could tap into something like this without seeming completely sacrilegious to Robin Williams. Yeah. You know, they didn't try to remake the story as we knew. They went the opposite way. Instead of him getting sucked into the game, time passing, and then him coming out and having to live life. Okay, these people are in the real world, then they go into the game itself where the story takes place and 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 i did like the idea of switching it from a board game to a video game but i thought it was a really smart idea that they went really old school where it was like basically like a fictitious uh atari parallel Yeah. yeah yeah you know it was like if they had gone like very modern um i mean not it probably wouldn't have worked because if if a teenager in the year 2017 comes across a game that's for the PS4, of course they're going to know what it is. So they had to create the idea that, oh my god, no one's seen this in so long. And, you know, mm-hmm. i.e. The, the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> Which makes you think, since that's like sitting out in a
0: school basement somewhere, like how many other kids have been sucked into that game that people just kind of forgot about? And they're like, oh, the game, just, just put it away. We don't know what happened to those kids. Just put the game away. That's what I'm, I'm looking still forward looking to. F-
1: I'm looking forward to the screen popping up and showing a pixelated version of each of the four of them running through. And they think, like, in their own mind, they're these badass characters like The Rock or dumbass like Kevin Hart or whatever it is. <laughs> but in reality, they're just little pixelated things jumping across a screen. And,
0: so, you have someone that's in the basement walking in and seeing the game being played, yeah, and it, you know and it's like just the, it pops up like eight little, bit graphics,
1: yeah, it pops up like a little word bubble with what they're saying, oh you know
2: <laughs> okay, so let's let's take that step so i I like this, so like there's a big action sequence, and the rock has to like jump vines to get over some break in the mountains or something, you know he i I'm immediately
0: seeing pitfall,
2: yes, you know, pitfall esque. Uh, Shia LaBeouf in King, Chris, Crystal oh. Skull with the monkeys kind of crap. But on the 8-bit screen, all that the person is seeing is, right, just the little character, like, jump up, grab, oh. grab, grab the vine to go, and they're on the other side and that's it. Yeah.
0: Right in- what would be great is like during that sequence, you're hearing like Guns N' Roses Welcome to the Jungle as they're playing it, and then you see someone watching the game and you're hearing the MIDI version yes. of Welcome to the Jungle.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We should have wrote this movie. By the way. This is, this <laughs> is already creative. better than whatever they're gonna do.
2: <laughs> creative consultants. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: As
2: long as we're in and the that's how they consultant. get out of the game is they
1: figure out that somebody can hear them or something, and they you know the little talking bubbles that pop up when they speak. They can tell them, "Hey, we're actually trapped in here," and it's like, huh, that, "I can use this
2: joystick and make you go back and forth." <laughs> that makes that makes sense enough that I literally won't be surprised if that's what happens. Like that seems rational. I feel like that's enough. the easy
0: out. It I is. Feel, you know, it's because it's the same thing with the other game. Like the the first one, you gotta you know you gotta get them to go through their character arc and discover that they are actually people and everyone cares for each other and all that stuff, and then they pop back out or something. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I'm 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 with you guys on this. I I not sure why they called it Jumanji. I feel like it could have been like it's such a far departure. I feel like from what the original one was that this didn't have to be called Jumanji. Yeah, marketing for that branding. Yep. Yep. Right. That being the case, Jumanji is a marketable name. Everyone remembers Jumanji, so they can use that to get people to check it out. That being said, I do think the trailer looks cool. I was sort of, you know, in line with Mike, where when you hear a Jumanji sequel is happening, you're like, why would they do that? There is no need for that. And. Yeah, watching the trailer, I think definitely the the different spin and take on it has me excited. And I, I mean, I'm a video game fan, so if they get sucked into a video game, I'm already like, "Yes, this is like Tron,
2: but not." Yeah, yeah. Let's I also mean, remember though that this opens five days after Star Wars. Oh, oh yeah, yeah no, it's a terrible it's, release date.
1: Yeah, it's doomed in box office, but that doesn't—that's that, not going to change the quality of the movie.
2: Yeah, it just seemed like an odd time to pick. I don't know. Which means go see it now because you will not
0: get a sequel to this one because it's not going to make money because Star Wars is going to get all that money. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Which is a real shame because, I mean, yeah, there are a lot of things about it that look really redeeming. Like, I like – Karen Gillan has grown on me a whole lot. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Bobby Kavanaugh. Kavanaugh is also uh, in this. But, I mean, you can't ever really go wrong with Jack Black or Kevin Hart. Come on.
1: Well, I mean, that's the other thing with the Jumanji term is, do you think they're getting The Rock, Kevin Hart, Jack Black, and Karen Gillan to sign on for this movie if they don't call it Jumanji? Because then that brings them to say, we were at a Jumanji, and then that name gets them involved in the movie. Without that name... I feel like you could
0: put The Rock... If you could just sign The Rock, everybody else follows.
1: True. That's a good point. But do you think you're getting The Rock into it if it's not Jumanji?
0: Yeah, I don't really know how he picks his projects. I don't know if it's just like, we're going to give you a truckload of money, and it doesn't have to be called Jumanji, or if it's more nostalgic because it is Jumanji, and he's coming aboard. I think that's part of it. I mean, let's not forget, I mean, The Rock is supposedly running for
1: president in a couple of years here. Got my vote. I mean, if you watch the Saturday Night Live, supposedly Tom Hanks is running with him. So, um, whether you like Donald Trump, you hate him, Democrat, Republican, whatever, just vote for The Rock and Tom Hanks and prove to the rest of the world how ridiculous America actually is that we will do that. Because um, let's face it, if there's somebody to succeed Donald Trump as president and level of ridiculous things you ever thought of, it is The Rock.
2: Which, if that happens, would literally, literally bring about idiocracy. Yes. <laughs> that is exactly yes. what happened. But I, I mean... Is that that Mike Judge movie? Yeah hmm
1: okay i'm just saying think about it then oh yeah you know
2: the rock is president <laughs> I,
0: don't
2: know, I i think going back to the movie i, I think <laughs> that uh the uh <laughs> way to keep us on track John. <laughs> yeah the the choice of release date i think either means that they think that's a really good shot because it's christmas family season and they'll get a lot of families going to the movies between christmas and new year's or, as they continue to develop the movie, they th- realized this isn't going to turn out well, and they're kind of looking for a dumping ground for it. Right. Or they're just dumb as shit and did not notice that Star Wars released that day.
1: <laughs> and they were just like, this is great, nobody else is coming out around Christmas, let's go with that. And then a couple months later, when they're already screwed and locked into it, they're like, Star Wars comes out five days
0: but oh, Ah, shit. God. Well, well, as let's... soon as Star Wars was announced to be released that day, like, you saw a bunch of people moving release dates because they didn't want to touch Star Wars.
1: No, oh, yeah, no, they knew no. they were screwed. Star Wars was so, just like... Yeah, I don't I think
0: what I, the only thing I can think of is, Josh is probably right, they're probably thinking Jumanji is some sort of counter-programming to
2: Star Wars. And, I mean, the, I, I... It, the movie Sing did the same thing last year. Like, I was surprised that it came out, it was a late December release, but between... Christmas and New Year's, and a couple days after New Year's, as everyone is still off school and people are taking vacation time, that movie sold every seat. Everything. See, I feel
0: like kids' animated movies, it doesn't matter when it's released, they make bank. If yes. Juman- if this Jumanji movie was an animated kids' movie, I think it had no problem against Star Wars. The fact that it's live action,
2: and I feel like is gearing towards the same market... Uh, yeah, but it's, I mean, in my opinion, it looks very decidedly, you know, more family move. Not not that Star Wars isn't a family movie, but it's not as sci-fi, epic, adventure, um, franchise movie. It's just, look, fun family movie and people saying funny things and they fall down sometimes and they're in a jungle. (laughs) And look, Kevin Hart, doesn't he look ridiculous in that hat? (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah, it's definitely that, and it's definitely, I mean, let's not
1: forget the other factor of signing The Rock onto a movie is, we're gonna take a shirt off at some point,
2: you know, single mothers, <laughs> like, come <laughs> check this out. Like, single, single mothers, you think they're only focusing on single mothers? No, it's just the way that the term came <laughs> out
1: when I said it. They're, they're focusing on all mothers taking children to see the movie and giving them an excuse to want to do it. Yeah, good point. I mean, anything The Rock's in may as well be called, you know... The Rock in Jumanji subtitle it's not Magic
2: Mike but you'll like it just as much you know like <laughs> Well I I yep. I will say I think overall I was pleasantly surprised to find that I was more interested in the movie than I thought I ever would be
0: Mhm agreed Um all right so I think that's good enough for Jumanji Uh, All right, so we're going to move on to some headline stuff that we grabbed. Um, First up, I guess, I can't remember if it was last year. Um, I'm trying to remember when it came out. Uh, Ubisoft tried their hand at having an Assassin's Creed live-action movie, which came out to mostly negative reviews. Um, Needless to say, it didn't really change people's opinions of video game adaptations. Um, So now it seems like they're going to try to take this franchise to another direction with an animated television show. Oh, animated. The show will be created... Yes. Hmm. Actually, not just animated, but anime. It is a specific anime TV show. Okay. Um, it's a show that will be created by Addie Shankar, which is the same person that produced this Castlevania anime show for Netflix, which is out now, um, and who also famously made that Power Rangers short film years back.
2: Ooh, you just perked me is up. The one
0: that, yeah, this is the one Josh and I covered on the very first episode of the podcast.
2: Okay, okay. Um, um, you, now you have my attention, sir. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, It should be noted, I think when I was looking this up, that uh, Ubisoft did make a few animated shorts for Assassin's Creed. There was one called Assassin's Creed Ascendants and one called Assassin's Creed Embers. I haven't seen any of those or really know what they are, so I don't know how well those fared, if they are anime style or if they are some other type of animation style. Um, I know Romano's our big Assassin's Creed fan, so I'd be anxious to hear what he thinks about this at some point. But what do you guys think of an Assassin's Creed uh, TV show as an anime?
1: I don't watch anime. (laughs)
0: <laughs> um, none whatsoever, even just, if it's something you know of.
1: Yeah, even if it's something I know of. I've watched like one Halo anime, and it was like this was rough. And I think I watched the Chronicles of Riddick anime, and I, I just that was just because it came with like the movie pack. Um, I, I, it's, I don't enjoy it. It's not. Ian my, is shaking
0: his head at you right now. Ian can <laughs>
1: shake whatever he wants
2: at me. I'm still just whoa, whoa, whoa! Keep it PG. <laughs> Um. No, I find I'm the same way, Mike. It just there's a lot about the general style of the animation and a lot of the traditional choices that go along with that type of production that I I it's just a style that I don't particularly care for. Although, I literally I'm not joking. You know, the uh, mention of Adi Shankar might get me watching Castlevania, and and might get me. Uh, giving this a chance yeah I actually watched
0: I've been meaning to do Castlevania I actually watched the first episode yesterday I actually didn't look to see how many episodes it is or whatever but um, yeah it's definitely if it's any type of style like Castlevania it'll be straight up I think anime style Uh, but I did like the first episode of Castlevania I'm anxious to see how that goes and stick with that Um, and
1: to be clear before we continue Ian watches hentai not anime
0: I he might argue with you on that one. Let's see.
1: Uh, we'll have that discussion sometime. You can let him know. <laughs> I would love to hear that discussion. <laughs> no, you wouldn't, because it, 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 I, I'm not going to get into it. We'll worry about it later.
0: That that could be a preview for a future show. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I mean I'm I'm a fan of the Assassin's Creed franchise. The movie was okay to me. Um, I'd like to see what they do with it. Cause I think it's a good idea for a, some sort of franchise. Like the video games aren't, are good enough. I'd like to see them take that somewhere else, whether it be a movie or a TV show. I think there's a, there's a template for that. I think you can tell good stories that way. It's just that maybe they didn't, they didn't follow through with the movie as well as I thought they could. So I'd like to see what they do with a TV show. I don't know where it's going to end up. Anything that I'd seen, it doesn't say Netflix. It doesn't say, you know, uh, some other avenue to where it could be released. So that could still be a work in progress. I don't know where I'll end up. Um, did either of you guys see the movie? The Assassin's Creed movie? I did. I, did.
1: I finally got around to it uh, when it came to rental release kind of thing. What
0: did you guys think of the movie?
1: Um, they could have done so much better. There's so much better potential for cinematic elements to be there in this series that's it, 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 I think pretty much the same as what everybody said on your show when you reviewed it, I believe, is that it didn't spend enough time in the past. Yeah. Right, okay. Yeah, And that
0: could be just a budget thing. I mean, animation's cheaper than live action, so mm-hmm. they might be able to get away with more of the past Assassin stuff in a TV show. Yeah, well, Which, I mean, from... I mean, that's what everybody wants to see. From mm-hmm. what I...
2: Under- I mean, not being a gamer, like, what I, from what I understood of the... Basis for the, for the video games in each of the different chapters. Like, I think they were, they were, they were trying too much to get us to care about the present day story as to why the things in the past were happening. I, I honestly think if you would have given me 10 minutes of backstory intro as to why he's in the past and then given me a really cool, like, epic, uh, espionage, um, secret agent, spy, ninja, killer, thriller, whatever, you know, given me that for an hour and a half afterward, I think it could have turned out much better. It would have been more compelling.
1: I, I could go either way on that, where, you know, like, it, have him be the present-day assassin as opposed to going back to the past. You know, give it a flashback and have him be the present, what an assassin would be in the world today. Um... Or spend a few minutes in the present and just go back to the past and make it the way they made the stories in the video games. I think both of those scenarios could have worked better than what they did. As far as the animation, I agree. They can get a lot more out of animation and whatnot from the series. They can explore more timelines than you're confined to within um, a movie because I feel like with a movie you're you're confined to one timeline in a video or in a television show you can do a different timeline in each yeah
0: yeah good I point. think that'd be a good way to to spread out the story as opposed to trying to truncate it into a 2-hour time span and getting what you need to out of it so yeah I'm again I'm I'm excited to see what they do with it I think I'm sort of with Josh I think Shankar is a good play good person to put behind this I think he understands the video game world he understands what works as some sort of series or television show, or even a movie, I think. He, he has a good eye for that kind of thing. So if he thinks he can make this work, um, I'm anxious to see what comes of it. Uh, Anything else for this one? We'll just keep on trucking. Truck away. Nope. All right. We're going to truck along. Uh, All right, so Paramount is moving forward on Top Gun 2. Well, they have officially set a release date for July 12th, 2019. And they have announced that they do have a director for it, which will be Joseph Kaczynski. Um, he will be directing Tom Cruise as Maverick. Only this time Maverick will be the flight instructor teaching a new generation of pilots. Ooh, what an original idea. Kaczynski. Yeah, that's sort of what we all expected. Um, Kaczynski only has three movies on his resume. Two of them you will probably recognize. One of them is Tron Legacy. Mm -hmm. The other wasn't is Oblivion, which also starred, starred Tom Cruise. Uh, I actually like this director choice. I thought Tron Legacy is an underrated film. I actually love that film. Oblivion I think is actually really good too. Mm-hmm. And I've I have no I think he directs action really really well. So I I'm really anxious to see what he does with uh flight combat for a Top Gun movie. It, um so what do you guys think? Excited for this movie?
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean it, it it's it's got its iconic status being Top Gun. Um But I'm gonna want to see more of it before I get too excited.
0: Cause some sort of a trailer or something. Yeah.
1: Like just an announcement. It's kind of, you know, like it's not gonna get me yet. If it looks cool after a, you know, a teaser, a trailer, something, if it looks like it's gone the right path, I'll be into it. I never got that. Into the first Top Gun, like it's a good movie. I have nothing against it, but it it never held me the way that some people, I guess, were held by it.
0: They they were held by it.
1: Yeah, it, it, I don't know any better way of saying it. It, it didn't.
0: <laughs> it doesn't. I just picture this movie hugging people. That's the well,
1: <laughs> it doesn't hold that spot in my heart. Let's say that you know it does for some people that remember the '80s movies that way. Okay. That's not one of the ones that does that for me
3: gotcha
2: yeah uh josh what do you think well um i will say first i i dug the movie oblivion thought it was pretty cool um i I, was it on air that we had once a couple months ago talked about like finding a movie that we thought it was ludicrous that one of us had never seen like, how have you... I don't think we talked about that on air, but I think that was something we talked
0: about for some sort of future segment maybe at some point.
2: Yeah, and maybe it was sort of one of those, like, oh, you've never seen, like, uh, The Goonies. What? And so, like, we would try to figure out a day, like, oh, let's all get together and watch The Goonies with the virgin newbie moron. Um, I have never seen Top Gun. Oh, really? Okay. Um, I haven't been all that sad about it, though. <laughs> um. I mean, like, okay, so I'll I'll throw out something else. I've never seen The Godfather. That is something that, like, every time I remember that I haven't seen The Godfather, I'm like, I really should sit down and watch The Godfather. I don't have that reaction to Top Gun. So yeah, Top Gun. I don't know how you'd feel about Top Gun because Top Gun's definitely like a like a bro movie.
0: Like, it's, it's hammering the bro, bro stuff at you really, really hard. <laughs> I, I mean, I know
2: I know it's reputation, and I've seen, like, the little clips here and there as I've grown up and throughout my life. It's like, you know, you catch it on network TV or something for 10 minutes, but, um yeah, I can definitely get that vibe. I, I, I also think maybe it's one of those things, even if you had seen it when you were a young teenager, like, with your family on TBS reruns or something, like, you're feeling about that movie and a potential sequel after all these years is going to be way different than somebody who's now 33 seeing a movie from the what mid to late 80s now sure yeah. and and you know I'm, and who's not very enthusiastic I, about it to begin with
1: i will tell you this as somebody that's not a huge fan of the movie it's worth watching for the soundtrack alone <laughs>
3: Okay. Oh, yeah. It
1: does yeah. have a fairly incredible 80s soundtrack. Like it is it, pretty much everything you want there. It's got a Kenny Loggins song. <laughs> it's got its own original score. It's got it's got everything.
2: Well, it's Yeah, the theme Loggins song score. for
0: Top Gun is still like that's one I whip out on like 4th of July. Like, yeah, <laughs> fucking America. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Oh, it, it it's it's pretty It's the
2: the Danger Zone song, right? No, 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 no. Not it, no, just, just the, the sound, sa- the, the,
0: like the guitar theme song that they have. Oh. I'm trying to think, who who the hell does it? I know, I know. Oh, the, the guy that did Beverly Hills Cop theme song. Really? Does the theme song for Top Gun. Oh, okay. And
1: you can look up, a, there's a guy that has actually made it better. His name is Joe Satriani. Okay. Has, uh done recently remade it for different mediums. I think he redid it one time for Guitar Hero. And, yeah, okay. Like... Because people just wanted to, it's not hard to play, but people wanted to play it on Guitar Hero just to feel like they were playing that song. Isn't that why anyone plays Guitar Hero?
3: (laughs) Yeah, but there is actual
1: (laughs) challenges to Guitar Hero at different times. Like, this is not challenging at all. It's just, it's a very slow song. There's no challenge to playing it. It's just, you just want to hear it whenever you want. Like, it's, I don't know. Fair enough.
0: I feel like it's one of those theme songs, Josh. If you heard it, you'd be like, oh, that's from Top Gun? Yeah, okay. Like, fair enough. It's
1: the song Peter Griffin imagines when he puts the jet fuel in his pickup truck when he's being a redneck, and he imagines yes. himself flying the pickup truck through the air.
2: Yes, yes, yes. I know that one. It all all comes back to Family Guy. Yeah, rarely so bring it for me, late. but <laughs> but that that one just happened to hit.
0: Uh, yeah, Josh, sort of talking about like the movies we haven't seen. I think it was you and I because I think I confessed I had not seen The Goonies, and that was the, oh, the one really? thing that you and I talked about. Yeah, uh, when
2: I I, I feel oh. maybe it was maybe it was like really buried in my subconscious. I thought I just pulled that example out right now just as a random thing. Yeah, that to come was to a to personal attack when you when you said that person was an idiot that hadn't seen the movie. So I'm just going to let it slide.
0: <laughs> um, I literally but I did think, not remember. I that. I think the one that you had mentioned is that you hadn't seen Bad Boys. Correct. You mean you've
2: never seen Bad Boys Two? <laughs> no, oddly, I've seen Bad Boys Two, but not. No, I haven't seen any of them. <laughs> See, those those are actually good Michael Bay movies. Like they they
0: play to Michael Bay's strengths.
2: Oh yeah, like I mean, I'm an Armageddon fan. I'm a uh, I'm a The Rock fan. Okay, hardcore. I love yeah, I The think, Rock. It, again,
0: this is definitely something I want to do sometime. Is like each of us will watch. You know, we could do it one movie at a time, where one time I watch The Goonies, and we'll talk about The Goonies afterwards. One time you watch Bad Boys, sure. we'll talk about Bad
2: Boys after. But, yeah, that's definitely something I, I want to do at some point. I think that would be fun. Well, maybe I'll also have to add Top Gun to my have-to-watch-with-the-group-for-the-segment list.
0: If it Yeah, if it becomes a reoccurring thing and we start making lists of what we have and haven't seen, yeah, we'll have to try to keep track of some of this stuff.
1: And from now on, when I whenever I, I'm on with Josh, I'm going to queue up the Nick Frost quotes. <laughs> and they're, they're, they're just gonna
0: keep coming. Um. All right. So we're we're sort of excited about Top Gun too. I think maybe I'm the most excited. I think, granted, I didn't see Top Gun until I was a little bit older. I, you know, I, I never saw it in the theater. I, my dad never really showed it to me or anything. I just ha- happened to catch it on TV. It was like, you know, what? This is a really good fucking movie. And <laughs> I, it's one of those movies. Every time it's on, I just have to watch. See, um, to me, the best um, part
1: of Top Gun is getting all the jokes and hot shots.
3: Yeah,
0: so I've seen Hot yeah.
3: Shots. That's
0: the, yeah, that's the thing. I had seen Hot Shots before I saw Top Gun. Oh, really? So I'd seen it backwards. Okay. My dad is more of a fan of Hot Shots than Top Gun, which is why I've seen Hot Shots more than Top Gun. Oh, I'm way more of a fan of Hot Shots than Top Gun. <laughs> um, yeah, and I again, I think Kaczynski's is a good choice. I like him as a director. I'm I have a feeling he would fit really well with this, and he's worked with Tom Cruise before, which. You know, if people come back to work with Tom Cruise again, obviously they did something right.
2: Yeah, and it feels like. Uh, I mean, hasn't he had like one or two of the same directors return for Mission Impossible, or 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 he's p- directors who he's previously worked with with other things, sometimes then ended up doing a Mission Impossible later.
0: Yes, I think the guy who just um, I know he did was... Rogue
2: Nation, he did previously with somebody like it was he he did Chris. Chris McQuarrie did Jack Reacher. Okay. And then he pulled him for Mission Impossible
0: 5. That's it. That's it. And then he pulled... I think McQuarrie might have helped work on stuff for Edge of Tomorrow with him. Okay. He helped to work on The Mummy. Like, he, I, he mm. I think he was brought in as, like, a script doctor for The Mummy. And then he convinced Chris McQuarrie to come back for Mission Impossible 6. Oh, okay. So, he has a very good work- working relationship with uh, Chris McQuarrie.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, it just it um, seems like maybe... You know, maybe the relationship is the other way around. Like, if you get in good with Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise says it's okay to work with you again. It, yeah. <laughs> Not so much that he did... you get to cast Tom Cruise again.
0: Because because he did Oblivion with Kaczynski, and now Kaczynski's going to do Top Gun 2. He did uh Edge of Tomorrow with Doug Liman directing. Yeah. Doug Liman is now directing American Made with Tom Cruise. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. yeah, Tom Cruise is... You know, keeping everybody sort of close to the ch- close to the chest a little bit there.
2: Yeah. Well, I know my sister and brother in law will be excited uh two years from now because uh like eleven years ago, uh when they got their dogs, two little puppies they got from the same litter, uh, they named them Iceman and Maverick. Nice. Yes.
0: Oh, that's the other thing. Are we gonna see uh Val Kilmer back as Iceman?
2: Oh good lord, he has not held the
1: shape that Tom Cruise has. <laughs>
0: So we're not going to get the shirtless volleyball scene,
2: no. But and, and I don't he think be he's going to
1: fit in an F fourteen again.
2: Well, he could be an instructor too. He could be the water boy,
0: or
1: that
2: at the volleyball game. <laughs> I think he will be dead.
1: <laughs> I don't think there. What I really, I don't see that happening. Just because of
2: how badly he let himself go. What will be the modern music choice? in this movie's incarnation of the volley- volleyball scene? Ooh. And will they even go with volleyball? Like, how modern... I mean, I guess if you still have to keep it bro-ish, what... Uh, hacky
0: sack. I, I was thinking something like know. that,
2: like that or like Ultimate Frisbee, but that seems like... <laughs> yeah, but yeah, like that or hacky sack, though, seems too um, hipster, it's hinty-ish. We're,
1: we're also assuming it's going to be men. It could be ah, true. Two, two women having a beach volleyball scene and just turning it around and, like, it's not for the ladies this time. It's for the guys to watch the volleyball scene.
2: Yeah, but that's All that right. just sounds like almost every movie ever made. <laughs> Don't is, like, spoil ha- this for hairs. me. <laughs> hair's eye candy for you men. Like, I think that's why a lot of people, not people, but, like, a lot of women especially, maybe liked Top Gun. Because they're like, oh, yeah, here come the man pecs.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, I mean, I feel like that gets
1: underscored as to how much that actually happens in movies.
2: Maybe, but it's also a vast, vast minority, let's be honest. I don't, I mean,
1: okay, any movie The Rock is in, any movie Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sylvester, I, there's a long list here.
2: That, well, there are, but think of it this way. If you have, you have to have some of those specific people in a movie to have a shot like that, otherwise, those same movies that those people are in could also have... Three to four other mostly naked women or scantily clad women, nameless, perhaps that you'll never see in anything else. So the opportunities for googling at women so in movies women is much or, greater. More,
1: uh, women are more attractive than men, and that's all we're getting at here. Is because they can just grab a bunch of no-name women that you know nothing about. And we're getting off topic.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't think you're helping your cause. Not Mike. at I all. Think I'm with Josh <laughs> Not on this one. At all. <laughs> I think you actually. The ratio is definitely like two to one. Every one of those movies that that guy is in, The Rock, (laughs) is usually surrounded by at least two other women.
2: Which I I was—I mean, you you had a good point there at the beginning, which is like, "Hey, let's turn this around." In which you know, women are becoming the heroic, you know, fighter pilots. Great. Let's 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 explore that line of thinking further, (laughs) instead of, "Hey, they'll be in bikinis."
0: That's the only reason he wants them in flight school. No, so they play volleyball. No, that, that,
1: that's not what I'm saying. You asked the question about the beach volleyball scene. I, I gave an alternative possible solution. I didn't have a song in mind. I, I mean, but you know, I don't know what song played in the old one.
0: Yeah, I can't. I can't remember either. Now that you mention it. Okay, I'm. I'm just gonna sit here and think about what the hell was playing. Now we're just gonna move on. Yeah,
2: yeah. That that'll be a, that'll be a comment on the uh, social media once the episode gets posted.
0: Oh, I might fire up Top Gun before I go to bed and figure out the answer to that question. There you go.
2: I might just fire up a Google search to get the answer to the question. <laughs>
0: or that could probably be quicker. Yeah. Uh, all right. So moving on, we have uh, another Marvel TV show that is moving forward on, believe it or not, Freeform. That I'm not sure we talked about before. Uh, we're gonna get. Marvel's New Warriors are getting their own television show. Now, this is the same network, which was previously like ABC Family and all this stuff, has now been changed to Freeform. This is the same network that's going to get the Cloak & Dagger TV show sometime in 2018. Um So not only is the New Warriors moving forward, but they announced a cast. So they have, I think, five cast members announced, which I only sort of recognize two of them. Um And I'm going to butcher some names, so bear with me. Uh Malena... Vaintrub I think I'm saying that. V-A-Y-N-T-R-U-B. Vaintrub? Vaintrub? Sure. Either way, uh, she is cast as Squirrel Girl. You probably don't know That's the awesome. name, but she is the, uh, AT&T girl from all those commercials.
2: Oh,
1: okay. I know who you're talking about.
2: I don't so, really watch TV, so I don't know the commercials, but. Okay. Uh, oh, she's on This Is Us. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I just looked her up. She's okay. She's cute. I could see it.
0: I mean, her little personality that she gives—I only know her from the AT&T commercials, but the personality I get from her from the AT&T commercials, I think, could work for Squirrel Girl. So I'm, I'm, I'm cool with that.
2: no yeah. uh, Wait, wait. She, she's a Ruski. A what? She, she, she's Russian. They're, they're, they're letting the enemy in. Oh. <laughs> if, if Hot Tub Time Machine taught me anything. It's it's that the Russians are are perpetually Don't always bad. Don't drink Chernobyl. Yeah, <laughs> which comes full circle back around because that was Sebastian Stan.
0: Uh-huh, there we go. Uh, all right, who else we got? We got Jeremy Tardy as Night Thrasher, uh, Calum Worthy as Speedball, Matthew Moy as Microbe, who Matthew Matthew Moy, I guess, is Han from Two Broke Girls. The diner owner? The Chinese diner owner? Did not watch it. I me mean, neither. I had it, the, the article I read told me that, so I figure there's <laughs> probably some fans of Two Broke Girls out there somewhere. Fair enough. Uh, and last we have Kate Comer as Debris. Now, I know nothing about the New Warriors. Does anybody know anything about these people? Because I, I don't know. I, other than Squirrel Girl, I don't know who these people are.
1: I don't know a whole lot. I know Microbe has appeared in other things. Um... So I recognize the name, but don't know much about the character. The other ones, other than Squirrel Girl and Microbe, I've never heard of before.
2: Nope.
0: Okay. So it's new to everybody.
2: Everybody.
1: And even Squirrel Girl, I <laughs> um, don't know that much about. She just appears in other things and kicks the crap out of everybody because they intentionally I mean, made she her just talks to overpowered
0: squirrels, right?
1: look it up. <laughs> um. She was almost like a troll made. I think she came from the mind of Joe Quesada as a troll to piss people off because okay. she, it, it, in certain formations, she's the most powerful being in the Marvel universe. Um.
3: Okay, that's goodbye.
1: It is well, no, they did it as a joke, like to fuck with people. They
0: they did this. <laughs> um. All right, actually, the article that I found all these casting things from actually lists a little bit about each character. So maybe I'll try to just summarize some of these. Um, squirrel Girl is a real name, Doreen Green. Uh, she is a totally empowered fangirl who has the incredible powers of a squirrel. Her greatest quality is her optimism, and her best friend is a pet squirrel, Tippy Toe. <laughs> that's all I got there. That's that's all they're telling me about Squirrel Girl. That's all they're telling um, me about Night Thrasher, brilliant and noble, and maybe a bit full of himself. Uh, he's a shameless self-promoter and entrepreneur who has, who also deeply believes in justice. That's all we got for Night Thrasher. Um, speedball is an impulsive people-pleaser with a misplaced sense of confidence who throws connect balls of energy that are completely out of control. Uh, microbe is a shy hypochondriac who has the ability to talk to germs, which can tell him where you've been, what you ate, and who you hung out with, and it's impossible to keep secrets around him. And last we have, what did I say she was? Uh, debris. Uh, debris is a proud, funny, and quick-witted, confidently out as a lesbian, is a low-level telekinetic- telekinetic- uh very low like she can move a paper cup low that's that's all they tell me okay so those are your characters that's that's they're going to be on free form <coughs> okay uh... so
1: to review what I was getting at to give you an idea of what they've done with squirrel girl um there's it, it, uh, I'll give you a list of 3 characters she has defeated on her own and you figure out how first is deadpool the second is Dr. Doom. And the third is Thanos. <laughs> she has taken down Solo. And it and it always kind of... The Squirrel Girl thing kind of works. It's silly. But she'll go into a fight. It won't explain a damn thing. And the next panel it pops up with somebody coming in like, How'd you do that? Well, you know. <laughs> and it's just kind of a shrug. And a wink wink. Like... <laughs> like it... it they they did it like I said to fuck with people, like because everybody's like, "Oh, we want the badass <laughs> characters to be the most powerful," and it's like she talks to squirrels. <laughs> so fair enough. It, it, it it's supposed to be a comedy series, is it not? So i I'd seen nothing about that
0: saying it's supposed to be funny.
1: I had read and what I read about it, it said it
0: was almost supposed to be like a sitcom. I don't know, I expect some sort
2: of teen drama type thing if it's on Freeform.
0: Uh, Now I have to look back, because
1: I I I, thought I had read this was going to be...
2: I I feel like it's going to be a mixture of that, but if it's on Freeform... Like, you can't can't have that level of ridiculousness in the mix without it being, you know, comedic in in nature. You know, it's got to be that with, like, some, you know, real drama, tense subplots and arcs built into it, but at its heart, yeah, it's got to be very lighthearted, right? It's calling it a comedy series.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah, it says Marvel's New Warriors lineup (laughs) revealed for freeform comedy
0: series. Oh, it does, okay. Yeah, I am seeing a headline. Lead to ensemble cast of the straight-to-series freeform comedy. Yep. So, all right. So that'll be interesting. <laughs> well, Squirrel girl. I'm less comedy. interested now that it's a comedy. Really?
1: Yes. I think I'm interested to see what they do with comedy. Why not? They're not they're not taking any significant characters and turning them into comedy. They're taking characters that nobody really gives a damn about. Right. And they're saying let's see what, you know, life as a supervillain would ri- or superhero would really be like for people that don't understand or don't have powers that are all that special
0: <laughs> yeah i don't know I, I don't know i guess i could go either way i'm i still don't know how i feel but anything on freeform doesn't get me excited yeah that's but like yeah, i feel yeah, like no, cloak and dagger should be cool and because it's on freeform i am already less interested
1: well see cloak and dagger should be on like hbo or cinemax or netflix or something where they can do whatever the hell they want is where yeah. Cloak and Dagger belong as characters. The new Warriors,
2: I don't know enough about to tell you, but... I Yeah, we'll have to wait and see, I guess. I've got too much other crap going on in my life and too many other things I watch already to fit time for this, probably, but... <laughs> I don't know, who knows? Well, who knows? if
0: any of us check it out, feel free to come back and talk about it. I will Whenever bring it, it, it up there.
1: someday, because I will watch it. Because I'm a Squirrel Girl <laughs> fan, <laughs> I will watch it.
2: Yeah, I will watch at least a Fair couple
1: enough. episodes until I then, see right. how
2: terrible it is. Then you're you're the ambassador of the show. <laughs> you're the ambassador. You're the New Warriors ambassador to the podcast show. So it'll be your responsibility to sway us all. Okay.
0: <laughs> challenge accepted.
2: No, no, no,
1: not challenge accepted. I, I will watch and I will determine whether or not it's worth trying to sway anybody. I'm oh, not. Okay. <laughs> I'm not taking a Kong stance on this one. This is, <laughs> this is way different than that.
0: Uh, All right, the last um, news story that I got, or headline that I have. uh, A while ago, Nintendo released a mini NES, preloaded with like 30 or so classic games. Uh, It was a pretty big hit for the company. They sold out everywhere. It was, and I feel like still is, pretty damn near impossible to find, unless you want to pay like five or six times more on eBay for this thing. So it's no surprise Nintendo wants to make another type of system like this. So they're going to move forward with a mini Super Nintendo that works pretty much the same way, It's going to come preloaded with 21 games, including the never-released Star Fox 2. Uh, It's set to release September 29th, which is the same day as Inhumans on TV. Uh, And it will be for $80, as opposed to the $60 for the NES. Um, I do have the list of games. Do you guys want me to roll through this list of games that comes on this thing?
3: Go for it. Yeah.
0: Okay. We have Contra 3 Alien Wars, Donkey Kong Country, Earthbound, Final Fantasy 3, F-Zero, Kirby Superstar, Kirby's Dream Course, Legend of Zelda Link to the Past, Mega Man X, Secret of Mana, Star Fox 1, Star Fox 2, Street Fighter 2 Turbo Hyper Fighting, Super Castlevania 4, Super Goals and Ghosts, Super Mario Kart, Super Mario RPG, Legend of the Seven Stars, Super Mario World, Super Metroid, Super Punch Out, and Yoshi's Island. I think it's a pretty solid list of games. Josh, I know you're not a big gamer, but I figured this is a little bit more up your alley. Are you excited about this one?
2: Very much. Um, I, I would probably be more excited uh, if I didn't still have a working and somewhat still used, uh, or, or utilized, rather, Super Nintendo. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, that's kind of the era where my real video game interest stopped. Um my... I mean, I had friends that had, like, an N64 or a PlayStation 1, and I would sometimes play stuff at their houses and whatnot, but, like, the evolution that games took after that point, like, the mid or lateish 90s, um, like, that's kind of where I got off ship. Um, so there's a, there's a couple of the games in that pack that I still have, namely the Mario Kart, Super Mario World, um... Donkey Kong Country. Um, I'm excited about Kirby actually. I don't know why. I was a big freaking Kirby fan for some reason. <laughs> um, like the fucking marshmallow
0: that just eat things. Oh. <laughs>
2: it's Low it's too
0: easily
1: there. I couldn't yeah, say
2: that. <laughs> that's that's fair. That was that was just like a slow pitch right over the plate. <laughs> I left it there for you. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'd um I, I think it's a really Cool idea. I don't know if I'll get one myself. I I, I think I was theoretically planning on getting the regular Nintendo one. But then they announced it like six months before they ever actually made it public. And by the time they made it public, it was sold out in like 13 and a half seconds. And I've never seen it anywhere. I never saw any other like marketing announcement or anything for it. So I kind of forgot that it had been released. And then when I remembered a few months later... I was like, oh, I can't find this anywhere, or it's ridiculously expensive. So I don't really know what I'll do with this it, one, but I might go for it. I don't know.
1: It's something with the with the first one they did that they should release more to meet the m- demand in the market for it. Um, I'm surprised obviously they obviously a lot of, yeah, they could make a bunch more money if they put more of these things out there. So I think they're going to be more prepared for that. The Super Nintendo version, I don't think you're going to have the... Hopefully. Same clogged market that you have for the old one. Um, that said, there's a few games that I would like to see on there that didn't make the cut. Um, an original version of uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Turtles in Time would have been much appreciated. Um... Which Final Fantasies were on the list?
0: Uh, only Final Fantasy 3.
1: Okay, see, now that, it that's the important one, so that's from Super Nintendo. That's the one that everybody would want to be there, but it would be nice if they filled that list out a little more. Um, let's also remember that even for $80, a ROM for a super nintendo game um i don't think there was a single super nintendo game that even took up half a megabyte um of space so with maybe the exception of games like the, at the very end of the console like uh the mario rpg um may have taken a few megabytes because it was actually 3d you know uh, on screen it was fairly yeah. advanced for the super nintendo um and they could have put way more games onto that for that same price very easily and i don't know why the list is so limited um it, you know it very easily could have been 500 games they put on there and it wouldn't even take up a 1 gig flash drive so that yeah. that part of it i don't quite understand um but in general the idea of just getting my hands onto a you know a brand new super nintendo controller again is probably worth the 80 dollar experience because that's going to be a super nintendo controller that's going to smell hopefully just like it did the day you opened your first super nintendo box (laughs) and that to me is the appeal of this you know like going and getting a brand new super nintendo controller not a used one not a remade one another brand new one that's an appeal to me um so i i'm heavily considering it i have said before you guys know i do have an xbox with all these games loaded onto emulators and everything i don't need it to play the games i need it to play the games with that old controller (laughs)
0: Yeah, I think this is one of those things where I, I'm sort of with Josh. I still have a Super Nintendo somewhere. I can't, of course, now with modern televisions, you need some sort of adapter or something to be able to hook them up to TVs. It's called a SCART. The good thing about these, yeah. The, the good thing about these setups with all these preloaded games, they come with an HDMI cord, so you can hook them straight up and right into modern day televisions. So that makes it easy. Um, so, I mean, I'm with Josh a lot of these games too that I still own. Contra, uh, Castlevania, mario like they're all good games but yeah i think just the fact that you can get them all together on the game and like mike was saying just feel like you're playing a super nintendo that is now made specifically to be played on high definition televisions i'm i'm cool with that i i didn't pull the trigger i felt like i i hesitated on the nintendo when it came out and then i just could never find it again so it's this is one of those things where if i find it and i see it and i can grab it i'm just gonna have to do it and not think twice because I don't think you'll ever find it again. I think it's just going to be just as bad as the Nintendo when it came out. Yeah. I don't I, as much as Nintendo, you feel like should like money. They they don't seem to meet demand with anything.
2: Yeah, that's what I don't understand. Like they they can't even like one could not even argue that oh, well, you know, it'll what we're creating is exclusivity and that will increase the price later on. But that isn't true because Nintendo is not going to control the second place market so I don't know why. like yeah all you have to do is make more of what you've already put all the investment into making already and just turn the machines on and crank out more and people will buy them probably at a slightly if not somewhat significant higher price than the first wave
0: I think you could probably sell the original Nintendo one for probably a 100 bucks
2: and people would still buy it Mm -hmm. $60 felt like a steal yeah I don't know. Maybe that's why they pulled it back. Maybe, I don't know, maybe they legitimately didn't expect it to sell as hot as it did, and when they saw the low price point, they're like, oh, well, we could have sold all these for so many more, like, for so much more. Stop making them. We'll hold off for a little bit. Maybe in, like, another two years, we'll re-release it at a higher price. I don't know.
0: That could be, yeah.
2: I don't know. Either way,
0: I think, you know, if if any, any of their any video game fans out there that have played any of these the, the you know, regular Nintendo games or the Super Nintendo games when they were younger or anything like that, I mean, I'll give you some points of advice. If you find one of these systems, the regular Nintendo or this mini Super Nintendo, just buy it because you will never find it again.
3: Yeah. Because
0: mm-hmm. I'm I'm regretting not, not going out of my way to try to find one of these things and grab it. So I'm hoping, hoping I can get lucky enough to find one of these Super Nintendos, but we'll see come September.
1: Yeah, just think of all the fun times you could have with friends on your HD TVs now and actually be able to play (laughs) some of these old games again with people, you know?
0: Bring back some couch co-op, because not Mm. enough games do that anymore.
1: Hell no, they don't.
0: (laughs) Um, Alright, so that's the last news that I had. I know Josh had some stuff he wanted to bring up, so I will toss it over to Josh.
2: Well, Brian, it's just that time again. It's time for a magic minute. Hello, wizards, squibs, and muggles alike. It's time for a magic minute, where we talk about Harry Potter for as long as we need to. If you're thinking, hey, that's not a minute then, well, you can stick it up your womping willow. So, we got a pre-4th of July treat in the Potter world. Um, right around the beginning of the month, uh, there were some tidbits released Through the Pottermore website about the uh, filming of Fantastic Beasts and where to find them too, which I'm sure that will not be the actual title of it, but it's not going to be released for quite some time, probably. Um, uh, Filming is underway, and there's been some casting news on new characters, uh, some names that we heard from the first one that those people didn't appear in the film, but now they will appear in the sequel. Uh, So let's just shoot through them real quick. Um, The main uh, arc of the plot in in the second of what will be a five-story series, remember that now, in part two, we will, and I think we could have guessed this, we will see Johnny Depp's character of Grindelwald escape from the custody of the American um, Ministry of Magic, if you will, MACUSA, um, probably going... Back to wreak havoc in Europe uh, or other locale around the world. Uh, we will see the return again, no surprise of uh, Tina and Queenie. And this was uh, th- this put a smile on my face. It is confirmed that uh, Dan Fogler will be back as Jacob yes. Kowalski. Freaking hails to the yes! Uh, <laughs> because I- I've said it many times. I'll repeat it once more. Jacob is the absolute glue. Of that movie, I, I love so much about that story, and I think Eddie Redmayne crushed the character of Newt Scamander because he just created him from scratch with the, you know, the help of the director and J.K. Rowling, et cetera. But there was no preconceived notion of that character, and Eddie Redmayne just created him out of nothing, and he he was great. But Jacob Kowalski is the reason that I think you care about everything that's happening in that movie. Um, as the nomad, he is our avatar in that world. You know, he's the one that walks for all of us. And, uh, I'm so happy he's going to be back. And I'm interested to see in what capacity how they will work that in. Um, Ezra Miller will be returning as credence. Uh, I again will pull my foot out of my mouth on that one because when we did our review initially, I said, I can't imagine why he needs to be back. I felt his arc was wrapped up and that would be the end of it and the story could move on. But, you know, this is all unknown territory that we're going to go in over these next, you know, five movies, four that are left. Um, so who knows what Credence's full potential is going to be and what uh, involvement he's really going to have. But uh, Ezra Miller will be back. Um, I think I mentioned this maybe on a previous episode, or I know I did in in person to some people. Uh, in the first movie, we get a quick mention of Newt's brother, Theseus Scamander. Uh, if you're wondering where that occurs, it's when Tina takes the suitcase with Jacob and Newt in it, and she takes it to the ministry and lets them out while the Wizengamot is going on, and... Someone mentions Newt Scamander and someone shouts from the crowd, Scamander, the war hero. And someone corrects him, no, 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 this is his younger brother. Well, the war hero brother that they're speaking of, Theseus, will be in the sequel. And he will be played by an actor named Callum, C-A-L-L-U-M, Callum Turner, who has previously appeared in uh, Assassin's Creed as the character Nathan. I don't recall that character, but I didn't really know this actor at the time I saw that, so I'm like, he's not coming to mind, but uh, he did have a part in Assassin's Creed. Uh, okay. He was in Victor Frankenstein, the one with James McAvoy and Daniel Radcliffe. Um, and I know him from a movie called Green Room uh, with Anton Yelchin about a punk band who accidentally get uh, put in the middle of ...of a murder that they then have to figure out how to get out of and survive. And that was that was pretty cool. Um, so I'm excited to see him join the ranks. Um, the film will pick up about a year after the end of the events of the first one. Um, so the whole five-part series is going to take place over about 20 years from what I'm guessing... Uh, but the second film will be only about a year afterward, so the following three, presumably, will be spaced out a bit further. Uh, speaking of Grindelwald's exploits, uh, it looks like he will be, or at least filming locations, if not, um, setting locations for the plot. Uh, we will have action taking place in New York again, as well as London and Paris. And they did say that um, we should see a bit more of, I mean, call them homages or or nods to the existing Harry Potter that we already know. Um, They might try to work some of those connective tissues in a bit more. Um, I think one of the takeaways from the first film is maybe audience reaction was they they didn't feel as engrossed in the, you know, quote, magical world of Harry Potter as they did with, with the original stories. So they might be... Trying to flesh those out a bit more. That's okay. impossible yeah, I without that. Hogwarts. I, I agree. I think it's a very tall order. Um, but, but, uh, the fact that we will have a Dumbledore, a proper Dumbledore, in this movie, uh, played by Jude Law, uh, I think could very much sway that. And my my guess is that Dumbledore will play, maybe not a central, but a very strong, significant secondary role in this movie. I don't think he's going to be just like a cameo to set up for part three or four. I think, he, I think he, Jude law is going to have some serious screen time and at least in the same way that Colin Farrell did in the first one.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Mm-hmm. I can see that.
2: Um, so that's about all that they've released so far. Um, there's been some minor new characters and actors announced. Um, nobody that I, I recognize or names that sound familiar that I could speculate on. Uh, you know, having some connection to, to, to something else, uh, from, from, from that world. But, uh, any little tidbits that they let go, I am very happy to read about. I'm happy to pass on, um, much like I've done with most movies the last two or three years. As soon as they release like one trailer, I will watch it and then <laughs> I will probably ignore everything else I see after that. Uh, I've, I've found the last, couple years that is that is the best way to enjoy movies anymore I like I like getting one good introduction and then just waiting
0: that's it yeah I think I've actually taken that approach with a lot of stuff too I think well I I think I might actually let slide two trailers but that third trailer I I avoid like the plague because I feel like that's the one they spoil everything in Mm -hmm. yeah
2: yeah They, they it feels like they drop any last things that they think you know from from focus groups or test screenings of of the film in general, like, they're looking for those additional points that potential audiences who aren't already in the bag for that particular property, what else can we let go that would get the remaining audience in the theater, perhaps? And the people who are already in the bag for it don't want to see anymore because they just want to be surprised and have, you know, not to uh, uh, be punny, but like have an enchanting experience. They they sure want, you know <laughs> they want to. I mean, be
1: you know, between now and Christmas, I will have my fingers in my ears and my eyes covered for any Star Wars related trailer that pops up when I'm in a movie theater.
0: Yeah, you know, I'll give Star Wars credit. The marketing for Force Awakens didn't give away shit. True, true. Like I've watched every one of those trailers, and I still had no idea what was going on but, by the time I saw that movie. But do you want to take chances again? <laughs> I you know with Star Wars I think I actually trust Disney and uh Lucasfilm marketing to to keep it under wraps I think they've they've they figured out the code I think for Star Wars you don't have to show anything and people are gonna go see it yeah true I, I, um I, anything other than Star Wars yes yeah. I'm very skeptical of what I'm watching
2: yeah i I would agree to that because as a casual Star Wars fan I felt the same way about force awakens and Rogue one I probably saw two trailers for each of them and I mean rogue one everybody who is it you know who even cared moderately already knew what the general basis of the arc of the story would be but no one really had right. any clue as to what most of the stuff that happened was going to be um so yeah, I'll give you that on star wars but even like uh for spider-man homecoming I I, I didn't see anything but the first trailer I turned the TV off when TV spots came on. If it was on, uh, I did the literally did that exact thing in a movie theater: closed my eyes, fingers in my ears, and like hummed to myself so I couldn't hear anything. And that's yeah, actually, seems I've done to that, do that recently trick.
0: too. I did that. I think I forget. I forget what I seen recently where they showed the latest Spider-Man trailer, and I did that too. And then just recently, I think when I saw Spider-Man. They showed the latest trailer for War for the Planet of the Apes. And I was like,
2: nope, I'm not watching that one either. Yeah. And did the same thing. Especially, Uh, I mean, Planet Planet of the Apes is going to, it it will be released the weekend right before people are hearing this. So, yeah, when I was watching Spider-Man and there's like the last trailer for Planet of the Apes, I'm like, nope, it's only a week away. Nope, don't need to see it.
0: Yep. You've made it this long. Don't, Don't let it
2: ruin right the week before. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah, look, I, I'm, um, I may so, see that before I see Spider-Man.
2: There you go. <laughs> so that is about all I have for, uh, this incarnation of the Magic Minute. But the, you know what, the mention of Spider-Man might be a good enough segue, if any, into a potential new segment if, uh, listeners find it to be interesting based on your feedback. We never get comments. So we don't, we don't know what people find interesting. <laughs> well, it's up to you now, folks. You've got to go online and vote. Your comments will determine what happens in the trajectory of show. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get one vote for each side, and that'll be the end of it. America needs to hear your voice. Um, So this is an, uh, something that I kind of occurred to me a couple of months ago. I forget who the first person was that I noticed it with, but, you know, as the Marvel Cinematic Universe expanded more and more, and then DC reinvented their game uh from man of steel on um there are now common faces that we are seeing among a bunch of different comic book properties um now this is thinking in mind strictly of we'll call them marvel and dc comics proper properties so we're not thinking graphic novels like Watchmen or V for Vendetta or, uh, things that are on like imprints or things like Spawn. Um, so the idea was, does somebody appear in sort of more than one universe? Uh, whether it's in literally like right now in both current incarnations or just in things in the past, but they've, you know, crossed the streams, so to speak. Uh, we're kind of, toying with the idea of calling this like walking between two worlds. Um, and Spider- I like that title. Like if we do this, I think that that title sticks. Okay. I'm, I'm game with it. I'm also open to suggestion, but if, uh, if we want to run with that, we can. Um, so until we hear something better in the comments, we'll, we'll use that one. Yes. Yes. The sure. comments. Cause that's where it'll come <laughs> from. Um, <Yeah. laughs> so the reason that Spider-Man is a good uh, jumping off point for this uh, and, and a good selection for the inaugural installment is uh with the release of spider-man homecoming uh as i was looking up you know trivia and fun facts afterward uh some of the articles i was reading were making connections between past parts of the franchise as they always do and one of the things they mentioned was that uh an act the actor cliff robertson who played uncle ben in the sam Raimi toby mcguire trilogy i guess he's really only technically like really in the first one and maybe sporadically used in like flashbacks or little pieces in the other two but yeah. playing uncle ben in that trilogy he actually was in the original 1966 adam west batman series as well uh he played a character called shame on that series and I have not seen those episodes in so long that I could not tell you what that character was. But over uh, the three seasons that that show originally aired, he played the character five different times. And, you know, then what, almost 30, 35 years later, uh, he goes across the street, so to speak, and ends up in a Marvel property, even though, uh, you know, that is strictly and we'll call it Sony's world. So I kind of have these broken up. At different points, uh, kind of by Marvel and DC, but also, especially within Marvel, you have Marvel Marvel, you have Marvel Fox, Marvel Sony, etc., <laughs> etc. Cetera, et cetera. So, and some of them get really effed up, because now with Spider-Man Homecoming, it is Marvel, but it's also Marvel Sony at the same time.
0: Yeah.
1: And... Interesting to note how close to the actual creation of Uncle Ben that he was taking place in those old Batman television shows
2: yeah yeah good point so you know kind of at the same
1: time yeah
2: yeah that he's appearing on batman so um yeah so that that's our jumping off point so there there's an actor or an actress who kind of dabbles in in both sides of the street or or different different universes uh among the mainstream comic book uh movie or tv properties and uh i got quite a list going actually there's a, a lot of names on here more than you'd think Um, but as we do these from time to time we will uh, just kind of tick them off the list yeah when we
0: were recording the 100th josh actually showed me the list that he has compiled so far so we do yeah there's a there's a good bit to talk about i think we sort of talked to like we'd sort of limit it to just whenever josh is on and wants to tick another one off the list that's sort of what we'll do and if it if it brings up a discussion then so be it Yep. Yeah. so that is that Alright, not a bad one to start with. I think that that works. Give them an idea of what we might try to do in the future. Alright, so I think uh, the last thing we have to talk about, we're just going to do sort of the what's up with you stuff. Which, I mean, obviously this is the first time I think I get to uh, use the little intro that Andy recorded unwittingly for this type of (laughs) thing. Um, But if you've never listened to this or are not not sure what we do with here, this is just kind of stuff we talked about that doesn't normally come up in some of our other topics. Um, It's kind of just stuff we've been seeing or played or read recently. Anything that sort of falls, not even under that geek spectrum, just, you know, what we sort of do in our free time that could, I don't know, classify under this banner of what we've been up to. Um, So, again, I'm really excited to be able to use this little intro clip courtesy of Andy. So, cue the clip.
3: What's up with you? Not much, man. What's up with you?
0: Uh, All right. So, uh, where do we want to start? Does anybody want to go first? I don't know. The only problem is I don't know how long we want to go with this, so we might have to go through quickly, but I,
2: I'll go I... first. Oh. Go ahead. Go ahead.
1: All right. Well, I've been just catching up on a bunch of movies that I missed in the theater that I didn't really care to see in the theater, like got to see The Fate of the Furious and Power Rangers uh recently.
0: Um I was f- Any quick reviews on them? What'd you think? I was
1: fairly impressed with both. Um okay. Fate of the Furious felt like a different avenue not going with some badass dude who's going to be this incredible fist fight for them at the end of the movie to go through. I thought that was an interesting yeah. turn to take a more psychological aspect to their villain. Um, and, you know, as always, the action was interesting. And the Power Rangers thing, I kind of agreed exactly with what we had discussed before. Interesting teen drama. Um, pretty much everything that happened once they got into the suits, I thought sucked. Um <laughs> That would be my whole. Yeah, I think it's a
0: that's a fair review. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um. Other than that, I've yeah, I've been working on statue collecting, and I'm considering just going straight Star Wars. I'm considering oh, selling okay. the Ultron and the Doctor Doom and Thanos, the Juggernaut, the you know the other ones around, and converting that into all Star Wars. Because recently, Sideshow released the uh, premium format Darth Maul statue that. Oh,
0: uh, Was that if, the one I sent you the link for that you already knew about? Yes, yeah. Okay. <laughs> carries, that one looked badass. Car- yes, it does.
1: And it carries a hefty price tag. Um, that yeah, I want to say it was 500 or $550. Yeah, that um, sounds about right. I can get more than that for my Ultron statue if I go on eBay. So I think I'm going to be selling Ultron to get to that Darth Maul. Um, I only really bought the Ultron just as a speculative thing because I knew the price would go up because it was a very small edition size that they had made for Ultron, so the value would go up over time. Um, so I'm thinking I'm gonna look at that Darth Maul, and they also have an incredible Han Solo coming out soon. Um, if you look on Sideshow's website, the, the face model for it is incredible, and he comes with, like every different blaster that Han used in the movies is going to be there. Is a possibility. Nice. Pretty, pretty awesome looking figure. They, and they also have the Luke in the rebel fighter pilot uniform. Okay. Um, that, that's always been the Luke statue that there's two Luke statues that I really want them to make that they haven't really made. That's one of them. And the other is the return of the Jedi Luke. I want a statue of, um, You know, they, and of course, they're making the Empire Strikes Back Luke with the all kind of whitish, tannish, you know, Cloud City uh, outfit that he had on. That's not the one I want. If I'm going to buy a big (laughs) Luke statue, it's got to be that Return of the Jedi one. I believe the orange suit one they're doing is going to be the 12 inch, not the quarter scale. It's going to be the sixth scale. So it's not going to be as big. So I may still go ahead and get that. And hope that soon the return of the Jedi one comes, but that I mean that's pretty much the where I'm at as far as statue collecting goes. Is I'm considering a complete shift to just the Star Wars stuff, and Yoda will be coming soon. He, he, that was my wife's birthday present for me was the pre ordered uh, Kotobukiya Yoda that nice. uh, should should be soon. It's not very big. It's not. Yeah, maybe he's gonna be, you know, six, seven inches probably. Okay. But same as the other ones I have. You've seen those. They're
3: Yeah.
0: N- not... Alright, so you got a nice little list started. Oh yeah, yeah. I have a you have to, I have a shopping you list. To get, you start taking some pictures when the set's complete.
1: I don't think it'll ever be complete. I mean, it, <laughs> I'm just being honest, because there's things that are always going to be out there that I may someday get if I get all the other stuff I want. Like, Kodo has a an Adat driver. I do not give a
0: shit about having an at Like driver. Well, that's fair. I mean, you know, complete is as much as you want. Uh, okay. I, I'm not I, saying you have to buy every sideshow Star Wars figure that was ever created. Just the ones that you want. Okay, fair enough.
1: I think I have one shelf that looks complete the way I envisioned it when I started collecting. And that's like the sixth scale Darth Vader and Kylo next to each other. That's kind of a complete shelf. That's not going to change. Those two will stay right where they're at. (laughs) The, The others, I have no idea. There's plenty more space for other stuff on the other shelves.
0: Fair enough. Yeah, if you ever want to share a picture with us, you can you can f- pass that along or put it up on the Facebook page even or something or or give it to me to put it on the Facebook page either way. Sure,
1: sure. I posted a while ago um, on my own Facebook, so if you can draw them from there, because I don't know if I have them on my phone, but I'll send them to you either way.
0: Okay, right. yeah, we could we could do that if you want to brag a little bit, we'll, we'll show them off. Uh, anything else from you, or
1: is that about it? Now I'm just waiting for Destiny two beta next week. Then I'll have more to talk about as far as that goes. <laughs> for now. Okay. Video game wise, I'm just I'm in a black zone, you know. Destiny two beta next week.
0: Then I'll be playing again a lot. Fair enough.
2: Uh Josh, what do you got on tap? Or did you have on tap? Not a whole lot, actually. Um we finally got around to watching Iron Fist. Um, oh, that's one of those things we never actually got back to talking about. Yeah, that's okay.
0: <laughs> that was sort of my thought too.
2: It it was boring and disappointing, especially after three or four fairly quality productions of two seasons of Daredevil, Jessica Jones, and and even Luke Cage. Um, yeah, we'll just leave it at that. Like we we. After hearing everyone talk about it, we weren't expecting much, but we're like, okay, well, we have to watch it before Defenders, so let's, yeah. let's get through this 13 hours of our life, okay. <laughs> um, so that's, I have a question for you on that, actually. Yeah.
1: Do you feel like you needed to watch it before Defenders? Because I have not yet watched it because of what everyone said about it. Do you feel like you're going to be missing something if you know the general story of Iron Fist already? Is there something there I'm going to be missing that I'm not going to get Defenders?
2: I don't know because I didn't know the general story of Iron Fist. So if you're already ahead of the game, you may not need to. The other thing is, like, where it left off as an individual series, I don't know where it is supposed to go that is then going to tie this character into bringing him into New York with these other characters for this common threat. Um so maybe you might need it, but but then again, they might just have some exposition within some of the defender stuff that explains exactly that. So you could pro I mean my guess, Brian, what do you think? I mean, I, I I think you could probably get away with not seeing it, but if you if you want to, it can't hurt. It's just not very I mean, thirteen very hours good. of my life gone for something that hurts a little (laughs) i know and it's like the thing is like you don't i don't know i felt like for the first two or three episodes like we got through them pretty quickly like we did like two episodes per night for like three nights in a row and it didn't feel that bad but then once it got to like episode eight nine ten and you're like how many of these are left like where's the story what is the conflict what is really happening here um Wait, and I, admittedly, all those series, other than Daredevil for me, Jessica Jones and Luke Cage, both, like, once you hit episode, like, 10, for me, like, they really dragged. Like, it felt like they could have condensed those two shows down to, like, 10 episodes. It would have been better. But, yeah, with Iron Fist, you're just like, what? what is going... No, you are not even confused. Well, no, you are. You are. <laughs> Obviously, like, you're confused. We can tell. There's,
1: know.
2: like, this... There's this crap that they introduce, like, in episode... Ten, that like completely shifts the whole story. Um, and it's not even like a twist. It's just like okay, it's like we're just gonna start writing, like season two now. Like here's season two. Here's like a completely different story arc that really has nothing to do with like the last nine hours. It just it was not as well crafted and written and and everything as the other ones, and that got frustrating. Um, I don't, Brian, what do you think? Can he skip it? I, yeah, I don't know. I, Mike, I'd probably better be able to answer your question after I see the first
0: couple episodes of Defenders. That's a good point. Um, Defenders, at least from the trailers, seem to be setting up the hand. The hand is the primary villain of Iron Fist. So you may get some hand stuff in Iron Fist that could come out and pay off in Defenders. Um, as far as Danny Rand as a character, no, I don't think you need to watch Iron Fist before Defenders. Agreed. Um, Okay. I've, I find myself kind of, really annoyed with Danny Rand. I thought he was a stubborn brat that I (laughs) had a really hard time caring for over the course course of those 13 episodes. Um, And sort of like Josh was talking about, somewhere around like seven or eight of all the past Marvel Netflix series, there's usually a good twist that is like, oh shit, I can't believe that happened. Now I must keep watching. They tried to do a twist like that in Iron Fist, but it was a very predictable twist and did not hold my attention and want me to keep watching. I was just begrudgingly trying to get through it. So I... The the only reason I think you should watch it is maybe for the introduction of some supporting characters. Claire gets a little bit more growth in Iron Fist. Yeah. But primarily probably for the villain. Like the the Hand as an organization, you get fleshed out a little bit more which could pay off in Defenders.
2: Yeah,
1: agreed. Okay. Um I missed a lot of what you said after you said I may get some Hand stuff from the Defenders. Um. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, you would get gravitated on and stuck that, on that. You st- and that is that is all you'll need to know. <laughs> year, so. and,
1: and and you get some growth from Claire. And oh man, it's just all there.
2: You could have stopped me at any point and said, "I'm losing you now." Rephrase your sentences. But that that doesn't I'm make kidding. for good was... television, Ryan. <laughs> That's
0: true. So so yeah, it's it's a mix. It,
1: yes and no. It depends okay. if
0: you just want to power through. I, 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 again, I'll tell you for sure. After I watch the first couple episodes of Defenders, right now I'm leaning towards no. Yeah. Okay. Um,
3: what I will do again, is I will watch the Defenders, then,
1: and if I feel like I need to watch the Iron Fist show afterwards, I will go back to it.
0: That's yeah. That's probably a good good way to play it. Yeah, I'll, I'll it I will watch
1: it prequel. I think Danny
0: Rand is a. Yeah, I think Danny Rand as a character will play better off of the other characters in Defenders. Yeah. Having his own series with some of the other people he encounters, it just didn't work as well. Nope. Um, Who was, I can't think of her name, but the the girl
2: character, the girl uh, karate instructor. Colleen. Yes. I liked her character. She was a highlight for me. Um, Until episode 10, then I got sick of her.
0: Yeah, yeah, maybe a little bit. But I I found myself caring more about her than Danny Rand, which is really terrible for an Iron Fist show. Yeah, but Danny
1: Rand is supposed to be a dick.
0: No. But you expect some sort of t- character growth. By no. the But in the series, you should be rooting for him. No, I'm saying, like... He, he made no character growth whatsoever no. over 13 episodes.
1: The comic book character is supposed to be a dick, is what I mean. He's supposed to be that pompous, rich jackass that finally comes beginning of to Earth eventually when he joins up with Luke Cage. Yeah, but, but that's the thing Luke he's... Luke to bring him back down to Earth.
2: No, that's the thing. He's not a dick. He's just... An un, he's an uninteresting character he's not even self-destructive uh, he just seems to not be a like I, I yeah i just i same thing i found myself not really caring what happened to him
0: i felt like every episode someone was explaining to him what he's doing wrong and how to fix it and he would go yes i'm gonna work on that yeah in the next episode do the exactly the same fucking thing someone to explain it to him again and he still doesn't change. Like you're, you're. There has to be a character growth or an arc to it somewhere in there to see that you're making some
2: progress. He is the same character beginning to end of that series. Yeah, and like you said, not in like, oh, he's such a douchebag kind of a way. Just like he's, I, I, I don't even know what to call him. Like almost aloof. Like too. I feel like he's self-absorbed. Just he just doesn't yeah. want to listen to people. No, not self-absorbed. That's it. Like they did not play the character like that at all. Okay. But just, yeah, like, like stubborn, yes, but I just found, like, flighty. Okay, yeah, I can see that, too. Like, you just did, at certain points, want someone to smack, I'm like, Danny, just frickin' do this, you schmuck. Yeah, I had that like reaction just, just a lot, too. Just stop it! <laughs>
0: uh Well, was there anything good that you've watched recently?
2: Um, haven't had a whole lot of time for, like, tv and binging stuff um like we missed this entire second half of the uh, season of the flash so we'll have to catch up on that at some point like we haven't seen any of it we ended up like we we got through the first half of the season last fall but um yeah we're completely behind on that other than that those cw shows hit netflix really
0: quickly so i think the rest of the season should be on netflix right now
2: i just checked today and i to see if it was i think it is so that that should really help because then we don't even have to worry about fast forwarding through commercials. We can just binge the episodes, So we'll probably do that in the next couple of weeks. Um, I still love that show. Yeah, I'm looking I'm looking forward to to the end. The
0: end. The way that season wraps up. Yep. I, I text me when you're done with it because <laughs> I'm just curious what you think because it it went a direction at the end of that series that I I wasn't I don't know I don't think it's an ending point, but it feels a lot like an ending point, and I'm I'm really curious where they go from there
2: okay okay uh other than that um no i mean we've been working a lot and, and everything so it left us very little free time but when we did uh definitely took advantage of our employment perk at the theater so i blasted through a bunch of movies in the last like month and a half um king arthur wonder woman of course pirates of the caribbean uh the mummy uh, wonder woman again Uh, I'm sure we'll talk about this. I I won't be surprised if this ends up on several of our 2017 lists. Um, Baby Driver. Yeah. Um, and then I just saw Cars 3 and Spider-Man. So, just kind of been keeping it up at the theater. Other than that, um, in terms of reading, uh, I finally, uh, and I have to apologize to my very, very, very good friend to whose daughter I am a godparent, (laughs) Um, my friend Paul Anderson, uh, is a published author. Uh, an anthology of his horror stories, uh, was published last fall. Uh, it's called Bones Are Made to Be Broken. And, uh, we ordered a copy and I've had it and I did not make adequate time for it, but I just cracked it open. So I'm into like the <laughs> third, uh, short story so far and I'm really digging it. So you guys should check it out on Amazon. Other cool. other than that. Good plug. Yeah. Um other than that, uh we're just getting by, waiting for the next couple of good movies to come out. Uh Planet of the Apes, Atomic Blonde, Valerian, Dunkirk, Dark Tower, uh Hit Body Hitman's Bodyguard, looking forward to Lucky Logan. Yeah,
0: there's a there's a lot in the next couple month, month and a half, probably. Yeah.
2: Yeah, Block Blockbuster Summer movie season is definitely full.
3: Yeah.
0: Uh, I'm sort of with you. I've been I've been trying to make my way to the theater pr- probably every week to t- see a bunch of stuff. A lot of the stuff we didn't talk about on the show, just because I don't think a lot of people went out their way to see the stuff. And I think you mentioned all the ones I was thinking of. Mm-hmm. Cars three I saw, which I thought was really good. Um, I didn't see Cars two. I think Cars three works as the best sequel to Cars one. Um, okay. And I actually really liked Cars three. I thought that was that was a good good way for that series to go. Um. I did see Pirates 5. I was bored with that one. I I don't know where that series is going to go. I mean, there was a couple key sequences in that movie that I found fantastic. The guillotine sequence yeah. uh, stands out to me. I loved everything about that one. But by the end of the movie, I was pretty much checked out and didn't really care. Um, and plus the end credit scene for that raises a lot of questions, which we won't get into here because that contains spoilers. Um,
2: plus it doesn't matter.
0: Well, we'll see where they go with it. Yeah. Uh, I did see the mummy as well, which I I didn't think was terrible. Um, I don't think it kickstarted this shared monster universe the way they wanted it to. I I don't know. I I normally don't have a problem with Tom Cruise movies, but whatever reason, he just did not feel like he fit in this movie. I felt like he was playing a different character than what he normally plays, which is nice. I just didn't think it needed to be Tom Cruise for it and it just kept pulling me out of the picture. I I would have rather seen someone else in that role, but I guess they needed to market it somehow with a big star, so that's who they got. Um what else did I see? Uh I I did go pay money to see Transformers the last night. <laughs> oh,
2: you didn't have to admit that.
0: Yeah. Um it was I'll put it this way, it was it's, it's my second favorite Transformers movie. However, the other, like, three, two, three, and four are such dog shit that that is not, <laughs> like, a good review. <laughs> I mean, the, the first one is still far and away the best one, in my opinion. Then far down the list is The Last night, and then way at the bottom in the pile of dog shit is the other three. <laughs> it, it, it contradicts itself. Every, every Transformers movie retcons the other ones to the point where you have no idea what this story is trying to tell. Um, the whole thing with Optimus Prime, he was on in the movie for maybe 10 minutes, which was really stupid. Um, the, the little girl character that you see in the promos has no purpose in this movie whatsoever. Um, Michael Bay tries to make smart female characters, and that's basically just telling you that this female character is smart. Meanwhile, the only reason she's there is to pick up a stick. Um, <laughs> that's about all I can say about that right now.
2: Well, I'm just Mark gonna Wahlberg's go see this fun, tomorrow, I guess.
0: Then. Yeah, right. It's a glowing review. Uh, Mark Wahlberg seemed like he's at least having fun doing it. He's he's enjoyable to watch. Anthony Hopkins actually stood out to me. I think he he made it seem like he knew exactly what movie he was in. It was actually does pretty damn tea, funny, though.
1: Like he, uh, when's the last time you went and saw Anthony Hopkins in something and were like, he didn't do it.
0: I mean, I really thought Transformers might be it because I had no re- no idea why he's there and what Michael Bay would have him do. Uh, but he, he his Michael or um, Anthony Hopkins jokes and the way he plays that character works for me. All the other Michael Bay humor in this movie is just I'm so over it and it's not funny anymore. That was really, really hard to get through. Um, and I we talked about it on the hundredth. But Baby Driver, Baby Driver for me is definitely in my top three this year. I loved that movie. I've seen it twice. I would gladly go see it again. I've been listening to the soundtrack nonstop. I'm I'm I would love to see of them do a sequel. I don't know where they really go with a sequel, but if they want to move forward with a sequel, I'm there. Chalk me up. Uh, other than that, I think that's probably all the movies I've seen recently that we haven't already talked about on the show. And like Josh said, there's a lot coming up that I'm anxious to see. I think probably most of those that he named I'm looking forward to. I haven't really been watching too much on TV. I mentioned I started Castlevania. I could come back to that maybe after I've watched or finished that series. Um, games, I haven't been playing anything new. It's mostly just I I end up playing the same crap over again. Oh, that's not true. You know what? We did try, Mike, we did try playing the Marvel uh, Heroes Omega. Yeah. The free Marvel game. Which sort of like a dungeon crawler uh diablo-esque type of game if you haven't played it it's free to download so if you are a fan of marvel games you can download the game for free you play through the tutorial they give you enough currency to purchase one of like eight or so characters to start with um and then you either grind away to unlock more or you pay money to unlock more whichever way you would prefer um but it's still it's still fun to pick up and play i think I mean, I'm only maybe like three or four chapters into the story, which is like ten chapters long. So I think there's enough content there, at least right now, to keep me playing. We'll see once I max out a couple characters that I have and and see if it brings me back. I think it's something fun to play with people, with your friends or you know a group to to play. Um, I haven't been able to do that recently. I think mostly I've been playing by myself recently, but I gotta get a we gotta organize some group activities with that one. I think that'd be fun.
1: I agree. Um, the only thing I was looking for, I think I discussed this with you before, Brian, was more challenge out of the game. It feels extremely easy. Um, yeah, I get yeah. It, it, it It's still fun to go around as, you know, Deadpool shooting off two guns just nonstop stop in whatever direction you decide to go. Or doing handstands and backflips while he's shooting the other gun. Or <laughs> shooting out a bow and arrow that has a Hulk fist on the end of it that explodes. It's still fun to do those things. I just feel like it's not challenging me in any way yet. Maybe I need to get to the more end game content, but when I get there, maybe it'll be more challenging. I'm not sure.
0: Yeah, I don't think it's one of those games you can just pick up, play for an hour, and be like, oh, okay, I get everything about this game. No, it, it forces you to play it for a while before you really get a feel for it and figure it out, I guess. So, yeah, that could be one we come back to. We'll see if we're still checking that out or what we think later on. Um... Other than that, I'm sure we'll get some more movie reviews at some point that probably we don't touch on the show that will fit into one of these segments later on. But I think that's it for me. You guys got anything else you want to add or we'll
2: wrap it up? I think we've gone long enough. I think we've given the listeners much to think about and even more to comment on. <laughs> keep digging for those comments. In the, we'll social, in the social media platform in order to join the discussion.
1: On the Facebooks. Is the, area. <laughs>
0: yep, yep. the Facebooks, the Twitters, the emails, all of those will work. Get on Instagram, uh, all right, so that's, that's what time. the kids do these days. <laughs> see, I, yeah, I guess that, I, I'm not on every avenue of social media, I can barely keep up with one, let alone three or four. We need a vine, that's what we're missing. <laughs> the now extinct six second video that doesn't work anymore.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, we just, Matt, we just finished off polishing the MySpace page, so it's about time we get up to times. Mm yeah that's true
0: my tom is still our friend (laughs) uh all right so that's a good time to wrap it up if you've enjoyed the show please stop by itunes leave us a five-star rating and review if you leave us a review again we'll try to read them i keep checking every so often for reviews we haven't had to do one in probably like a year or two uh so any any reviews you give us good or bad we'll read them out what the hell yeah uh so while you're there be sure to share subscribe favorite the show as these guys mentioned, you can find us on Facebook. Search for Super Friends, or go to www.facebook.com slash Uh We are also on Twitter at BGSuperFriends and you can email us questions or comments at BriGuyToSuperFriends at gmail.com Any of those avenues work. Uh, feel free to leave us whatever you like. Questions, comments, topics, suggestions, any of that good stuff. Anytime we get... We don't get a lot of fan interaction, so if you give us some, we will make use of it in some way, hopefully somewhere down the line. You'll get your You'll
2: get your comment and name read out live on on TV.
0: Yeah, we can give you a shout out. Everybody wants to be internet famous, right? Boom. We can we can do that for you. I
1: will go commit a crime so that I am on television to read your comment. That is what I (laughs) like. I will I will do it just so that we're actually on television.
3: Yeah.
0: The views and opinions of Mike Bradley are not reflective of those of the podcast. You'll
2: be a tu- you'll be a podtube star. Yeah. Punch <laughs> We'll
0: take it. Uh again on behalf of Josh, Mike and myself, thank you for listening. We'll talk to you guys next time. Bye-bye.